Okay, everybody, welcome to Three Brews In, where we are officially now Three Brews In. Um, before we actually get started tonight on all of our dumbassery and buffoonery, I do have to take a quick, serious moment to talk about something that unfortunately has touched us very close this week. Please, anybody, if you are suffering from mental health issues, if you are going through a crisis of any type, please make sure you reach out. Okay, There are people out there to help you. There are people out there who care about you. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is always available. It is 1-800-273-TALK. It's 1-800-273-8255. There's also the Veterans Crisis Line or Military Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255, which is the same number that I just read. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, press one for the military option. Thank you. So, again... If you need help, please reach out. There is always someone there to listen. Thanks. Okay. Well said. Okay. Guys, welcome to my basement. We are joined tonight by a very special guest. We Our certainly are. actually third official guest on this podcast. We are joined tonight by the general manager of the Eau Claire Express, the Northwoods League, te- the Northwoods League team that is in Eau Claire, obviously. Sorry. Um, that was well done. Yeah, I'm very smooth tonight. It's going to be one of those nights I can already tell. Jacob, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I guess uh, if you're going to reference where we are in the Northwoods League, you could just say the best team in the Northwoods League. It's you know that's fair to say as well. Well stated. Uh, but yes, we mm-hmm. are the Northwoods League team in Eau Claire. And it's uh, <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> so I'm 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 going to preface this by saying there are so many people even in Eau Claire that have no idea what in God's name the Northwoods League actually is. They, yeah, they know about the Express, but Northwoods League. Uh, they they, they right. don't know what it is. I've sat because I've had season tickets now for I think five years, and I've sat directly in front of people who have said, "Yeah, these guys are like one step up from the majors. They could get called up at any time." <clears throat> and I kind of have to do the uh, well, actually, uh, <laughs> what this is is so what what the Northwoods League. It's a summer collegiate league. Uh, Jacob, maybe you can explain exactly what this league is. Yeah, you, you hit it right on the head there. It's a, a summer collegiate baseball league. Uh, so what that means is all of our guys and all of the guys on any team in the league have to have college eligibility, and they're basically playing to get to that next step. That next step might not be in you know, AAA ball where they're waiting to get called up by the Brewers or Twins or whoever it might be, uh, but they're looking to make that step into uh, minor league ball, get adjusted to you know the travel, the, the 72 games in 78 days, the wood bats. It's a... Uh, it's a different monster, really, than what their college season is, where they're only playing, you know, two, three games a week. They're using the aluminum bats. They're, you know, getting plane rides in, in great hotels instead of Josh's basement to sleep in. So, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a pretty unique league. There's, there's lots of leagues all around the country, uh, but the Northwoods League is, is leaps and bounds above the rest, just with the, the competitiveness and the amount of talent that comes out of the league on a yearly basis. Um, we tell people all the time, you're going to come to the ballpark, you're probably going to see somebody who's going to play professional baseball at some point um, in their careers. Yeah, and there's been a number of, of major leaguers that have come out of the Northwoods League. I mean, I'm not going to name them all, but I mean, Curtis Granderson, Eric Thames, um, from the Express, Jordan Zimmerman. Um, Cole well, Cole Calhoun. Cole, Cole, Calhoun, absolutely right. And by, I have a great you, you know, I, 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 story, I did, uh, this was probably two years ago now, but I did the um, Northwoods in, in Major League Baseball. Not not um, 
just the folks who played professionally and and hundreds that have, that have you know played played in the in the minor leagues, but the the people that have at least got that minimum one day call up to, to Major League Baseball, and it is an impressive list. And amongst those right. many, there are a ton that that have actually had you know the longer term careers. Yeah. Um, you you had just mentioned that and. You know, being an Eau Claire native and growing up around Carson Park and, you know, the, the history we do have here in Eau Claire, it is, it is the uniqueness where you're able to say you go to a Northwoods game, and it certainly wouldn't have to be in Eau Claire, but it could be follow the Express to wherever they play. And that player that might not have even had a good game when you were there, <laughs> Four years later, they're they're you know they're 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 playing for the Tigers or something like that, and um, it it is a it is a a really neat possibility at least. Yeah, it, go ahead. It's a little bit different than you maybe other sports that you might watch. Um, you know, you're going to watch in basketball guys from Duke and Kansas and North Carolina go to the pros. Right. Um, here, you're you're watching guys. You know, for us, Jordan Zimmerman who went to Stevens Point or, or Cole Calhoun. I'm going to mess up the name, but Yavi Poppy or however you say the, the college that he went to. Um, right. You know, they're small small school guys and and they work at it and they they make a name for themselves. So, like I said, it's it's not those big name guys that you might see now, but in ten years you might see a holy cow! I have this guy's signature on a baseball yeah. funny story with that i had max scherzer's autograph on oh. baseball uh, uh, played probably played catch with it with my dog but i remember my brother brought it for that's, home. He's like yeah, yeah. that's like this guy's gonna be somebody someday you know he came into our restaurant to eat you know kind of like how we do it where teams go into the restaurants to eat my brother knows i love sports and got the team's autograph and stuff like that that's and awesome as he not now the, i know the loggers right yep, the yep, lacrosse loggers yeah max scherzer that's- jacob you brought up something kind of interesting that i hadn't thought of is it's is maybe it's as much of a test of endurance as anything, but you know you have seventy. How many? Tell me again. How many games and Se- how many 72. days? Seventy-two. Okay, you've got you've got some double headers mixed in there, but you don't yep. have many off days. Yep. That is something that might separate those superstar athletes that you know pass the eye test, the wow test, but game after game after game after game, maybe maybe don't produce on the same level mm-hmm. as that person that maybe didn't garner as much attention. It's like. Son of a bitch, maybe they're ready for the, this type of a schedule. Yeah, 100%. And something that I've noticed, too, is sometimes those guys that are in those smaller schools, uh, they're going to work a little bit harder than the guys that are coming from you know the big-time schools. Not to say that the big-time guys don't, don't work, but I've seen it where it's a guy comes in on a temp contract and he gets there well before anybody else to you know get in some extra work or just take extra bp um you know do some work with coaches whatever it might be or just hang out at the ballpark and take it all in because they don't know when their time's going to come to an end but uh yeah it's it's interesting to see that dynamic well and that's true too because one of our favorite players he because we're, we're a host family for for the express i'll get into that a little bit later but one of our favorite players that we ever got to know he was not our our host son was uh ryan zimmerman a pitcher for saint thomas a division three school in in minnesota and he like as a senior he was getting scouted by division one teams and then he tore his labrum i think as a junior or a, or a senior or something and all those those scholarships vanished and he, he went to division three saint thomas because they stuck with him well he came to the express because he wanted to pitch against those big time d1 players like the kids from oklahoma or stanford or 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 what have you and just a freaking bulldog on the mound like a kind of small stature guy not a huge guy but just a beast on the mound so you could see that like i need to and he said i need to prove myself against these kids that i would have been pitching against if i hadn't gotten hurt so it's just it's great to see you know it's great to see that kind of fire and spirit coming from those kids it's absolutely fantastic 
So, um, so Jacob, tell us, uh, obviously there was no season last year for the express. Like we had to shut it down just because of the, the restrictions around here. How have you guys weathered? How has it been, I, I guess, going through an entire season? I mean, we're the small market, however you want to call it, but it's a, a, a small, small town team. How are, how have you guys gotten through? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting and every day is a new challenge with kind of what comes up and what comes about um, and especially talking with some of some of the other teams that did not play this year. Um, it's kind of refreshing to me to know that uh, they're in the same boat as us still, you know, ask them about group outings and sponsorships and this and that and, and they're experiencing the same things we are right now. Um, I was thinking in my, I was sitting in my office today kind of thinking about how I wanted to answer this and uh <laughs> Right now, it, you weather the storm. We're in the eye of the storm right now. Oh, um, sure. Slow, normally, this is a slow time of the year for us, and that's what it is right now again, um, which you know, take it how you want. Uh, but we've gone through a really hard time this summer with not playing. Right now is kind of that, that dull moment, and probably the next six months are going to be harder than the last six. Um, just just financially with how it's been and, and kind of – you know, fortunately, we rolled a lot of our accounts over to uh, 2021, but that also comes with not bringing in that revenue for for the 2021 season that we'd normally rely on. Right. So, uh, like I said, we're kind of in the middle of the storm right now. We're figuring it out, and we're um, thankful that you know our, our season ticket holders and our partial plan holders and sponsors have been really, really good to us, and, and people continue to buy apparel and support just like they are for all small businesses. Um, so we're thankful for that, and that's really helping us out. But I think I, I think the Express have really, and maybe part of it's just because of the deep uh, baseball legacy in Eau Claire. But I think there's enough people that that care that might 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 do a little more for the Express this coming year than they they would have just kind of the, hey listen, if I would have gone to blank game or I would have bought something, and you know they're not going to just write a donation check, but. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, these express are here, and they 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 got shit on like the rest of the world. So yep. so so maybe maybe a little bit of that. And that's our thing too. Is we continue, you know, people ask us for donations and this and that. We're still trying to do our part because, like you just said, partner, ev- right. everybody's hurting. Um, we're, we want to continue to do our part because we know that people are going to help us out when it's our time. I think our community at large mm-hmm. is wired that way, and I think oh, yeah. people within their their yeah. their means. And I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's a financial reality, right? But at the same time, people want to get to the ballpark yeah. to get away from the real world. <laughs> so it's that, it's right. that kind of circle of, right. Yeah. So you, you'd mentioned the next six months are, are going to be crazy for you. I, I had no idea until I got a little bit closer to the team and got to know people that worked for the team. But the next six months you said are going to be even worse than the next. Talk a little bit about how the hours, the amount of work that goes into a single game, a summer, whatever, because I guarantee you nobody has any clue about how much work goes into the, this production. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You know, we go into a meeting in the off season, and people will say, oh, like, you know, what else do you do? And what, what, what do you mean? Like, do you have another job? Yeah, this is my job. I'm, I'm here right now. This is my full-time job 12 months out of the year. Well, what do you do? So, well, Right now, this is where we make the season happen. This this is our busy time from probably you know, September to May. That's really our busy time. Mm-hmm. And then May to, to August, that's just a whole other monster of busyness. <laughs> um, but that's where we make the season go. So it's really it's it's nine months of everyday planning and working with you know sponsors and vendors and and fans to make sure we we provide the best product possible. Um, you know on the, the business and the entertainment side of things. 
um, to, to make sure that the fans have a good experience and, and have fun promotions and, and have a reason to come out to the ballpark. Um, so there's a ton of work that goes in outside of outside of just what you see at the baseball games. And that's on the player side too. Um, you know, Dale Varsho, he's our, our field manager. He's always on the phone uh, talking with, with college coaches, always texting with players. Um, it's, it's a, that too is it's a 24 seven job really just like all of our positions. We're always constantly on the phone or, or talking with people and, and making sure it's, like I said, the best possible product on the field and off the field as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll come as a surprise to some people that you can't just get an idea for a bobblehead at the beginning of June and then have it ready at the end of July. Like, you, you know, it takes a little planning to get that yeah. kind of stuff in place. Like, that is months long ahead of time. Yep. And, and then I see, like, the, the hours you guys work because, you know, the games end at, like, you know, whatever it is, 10 o'clock later sometimes. You're there late after that counting money, washing uniforms, doing all that. And if you have a game the next day, right back at it again at, at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. And it just boggles my mind, the work that you guys put in. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we truly are a, a very small team. We have, uh, you know, at this point in time, we have um, myself and our assistant general manager, Sammy, are the only two full-time employees year round. And then we have, you know, Bill and Dale who are also part owners, but they also are kind of in on the day-to-day stuff. Dale obviously being more on the team side of things. Um, so if you look at it, there's four people right now, um, that are getting ready to make this thing go for 2021 and which we hope is a great year. Um, and, and then (laughs) we, we bring in this year, it'll be seven interns, um, that are with us every single day during the summer, um, making it go. So, you look at it, there's probably going to be nine to 10 of us um, really making this thing go during the summer um, for, for you know 36 games at home. <laughs> That's maddening. And by the way, I'm going to send my kid in to apply for a, for a job <laughs> this spring because that kid needs to learn how to work. So <laughs> we'll, we'll put him to good use. We'll, uh, we'll put him over in Section A and he can be a server for mom and dad or something, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't need, he doesn't doesn't need to know those numbers. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need direct knowledge of how much beer is getting count. delivered to dad. <laughs> Yeah, you sure? That's number 13. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't need any of that, but uh, awesome. Um, what else did I put on the list? Because I totally forgot what I was going to ask yeah, you. Well, yeah, I can continue on here with yeah, kind go. of the, the hours, but <laughs> like I, I said, we, we, we have just a few of us that make this thing go. Obviously, you see all the part-time staff that, that are there helping, and we wouldn't be able to do it without them either. Um, but yeah, Josh touched on, on the hours. I typically get to the office at eight in the morning, and I won't leave the ballpark sometimes until you know midnight, one a.m. Um, oh, I do a lot of the food prep too. So you know, in twenty nineteen, it was myself and Andy. You know, every, food every, prep? Everybody would leave, and him and I would stay at you know twelve thirty at night throwing pulled pork on the the smoker, so we had enough pulled pork to go the next day. And you're uh, the general you know, for, manager for the fan deck. So <laughs> yeah, we're all doing a little bit of everything, including like as you said, you know, throwing throwing food on the smoker at twelve thirty one o'clock at night. Um, of course, there's probably a couple couple beers that have have to go along with that. As well, <laughs> Goddamn but, Wisconsin, Jacob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, what do you think? It, it's a grind for sure, but it's it's yeah. rewarding. Um, you know, the big thing is, is seeing the people come into the ballpark and have a good time. It makes it all worth it. It makes the you know, late nights and hot days and whatever it might yeah. be well worth it. Well, so. I, I got a question that's for sure not on the list. 
Um, I, I know a lot of people wonder about how you become a, an express player. There's not a, a draft per se. Is there a pipeline? You talk about Dale calling coaches and shit like that. Could it just be as simple as Dale, a coach somewhere in Cal Fullerton or something? This is a kid and making an offer on the phone. Are there restrictions? How do, you know, number one, how does the kid make themselves eligible for the North Northland League versus Woods uh, Northland? league versus somewhere else but how do you how do you get on a certain team yeah i mentioned earlier you have to have college eligibility right. um the league is adapted a little bit um you can actually have one guy who just graduated high school be on the roster um excuse me you can have one guy that uh <laughs> yeah. is is on a high school or just graduated high school on the roster um but obviously going to school to play they have to be approved by the league uh, but then everybody else still has to have their college eligibility, and then there's some different pitching rules too. So you can have a graduated senior who's a pitcher yeah. come in just to get kind of that one extra summer. Yeah, of experience I know there's pitch in, counts get, that get, are get yeah. noticed for you know the next level and all of that. But as far as how do we find our players, I mentioned Dale on the phone earlier. Um, in a pipeline, it's not necessarily a pipeline, yeah. but it's the relationships that he's built with coaches over the years at various programs. No draft. Um, no draft. No draft. Yeah. No, and they know that he's going to treat the players right. He's going to try to develop them. He's not going to overuse them. He's and not he gonna... can tell that player, and maybe more importantly, that player's parents. Yeah. That, hey, this that, guy's got a good know, reputation. That, he hasn't wrecked a pitcher's arm. Yeah. He hasn't. Yeah. And especially you got guys coming from Florida and California or Hawaii or wherever it might be. Um, you know, they're coming to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, to sit on a bus for you know seventy-two days and stay in hotels. You you want to trust? And, and they're doing a cost benefit because yep. they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and there there's three schools that I've noticed that we that we that the Express <laughs> get a, a, a lot of players from, and it's Dallas Baptist, it's Cal Poly Tech, and it's Stanford. Yep. So for whatever reason, Dale has a, has a great relationship with those coaches, and those coaches say, no, you need to go up there and play for Dale because a you know you're gonna get taught right, b you're gonna get utilized right and yeah. we trust dale so it, it's great to see that because i uh, there's been dallas multiple dallas baptist cal polytech guys and stanford guys on, on this team every year that i've been involved in it so yeah that's exactly it. like i just said he has those relationships with those coaches and and he just builds off of that and he knows that he's going to get you know it, it goes the other way too where Everybody wants to play summer baseball. Everybody wants their guys to get that experience. But, you know, we play at a high level of baseball. We don't want your crap guys on the bottom of your no. roster. Right. We want no. quality guys. So we want to, or he wants to make sure that he is getting a guy that he knows, you know, they didn't play their freshman year. How do I know they're any good? Right. Um, you know, the coach is going to send them here because they are going to be good. They can be good and they want them to get those. So it's interviews. almost exclusively a coach referral versus a kid sending a DVR of his, his highlights yeah. type of thing. And, it's a known commodity. Yep. And that does happen. You know, there's there's the opportunity guys send emails to myself or Dale or whoever all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, they can apply to play on the league website. And if they say they want to play in Eau Claire, then it will get sent to us. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's kind of up to Dale. They, they usually do send videos and he can, you know, scout them or observe them from mm -hmm. the videos and, you know, get in contact with their coaches and stuff like that. Um, so that happens too, but a lot okay. of it's the relationship based. There, there's a, a great story that I, I I don't know why I just really like it, but there was a guy that has been was there every from the from the beginning when we first started named Nick Maricons, mm -hmm. and for the life of me, do you remember what school he was from? Oh, it's it was on the tip it, of my tongue. I feel it, like it was on the West Coast. I want to say Fresno State, but that was Zach Ashford. It's not Fresno State, but it it's it's out on the West Coast. Yeah, and and yeah, Nick Maricons was he mm -hmm. went there for four years he came to eau claire for four years and one year the um they his college coach i think tried to send him to a different summer 
collegiate program. And I, my understanding of the story was Nick said, you can send me there, but I'm not going to like it. And I'm going to Eau Claire. And he went there for a while, said not for me and came back to Eau Claire. Then his brother, um, Kyle, Kyle Marin sounds familiar. It sounds right. I'm not, yeah, I don't have the rosters memorized. Yeah, yep, but, yep, yep. Sorry. But, yeah, but no, he, I know what you're talking about. Yep. And the, so then Nick Marincon's little brother also, you know, from out west or wherever, also came to play for Eau Claire. So what it speaks to is the just the the trust that Nick Marincon's like had in Eau Claire and in Dale and just loved playing here, refused to play anywhere else and came back. And his brother comes and, and plays up there wow. too. Justin, do you have it? Hometown of San Jose, California, went to Cal Poly. Cal, oh, he's a Cal Poly guy. My, so there's another Cal Poly guy. So I don't know. It, it, it says something to me that this West Coast kid wants to come to – Eau Claire to play his summer baseball. I think that's awesome. It's a testament to what you guys have like built with the team and, I think so. and the program. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just love that story. And at 05 is my understanding of when the Express started. Yep. Now yep. I'm an old bastard who grew up in Eau Claire. So I can tell you the, oh my God, we've got a wonderful place. We've got a tradition. Why in the hell don't we have a baseball team? And we're thinking like a, a, a rookie ball single a affiliate why the hell doesn't Eau Claire have it and when the express came it was like this is so cool because we've talked about it and you know you have to have it explained to you a little bit okay it's neither not a yeah. affiliate of a, of a professional team but it's like oh this is just as good or better because you I mean you've got you know these are well, college kids many of whom could have been drafted yep Correct. And yeah. and many have been drafted, and it's yep. not like the Cape, and can be drafted, right? See. And it's not like the Cape Cod League, mm-hmm. which is a showcase league, from my understanding. They don't travel very far. No. They don't They're play as many. I think twelve miles or something like that. Of each other. Right. Whereas these kids in Eau Claire are taking bus trips out to Bismarck to play, and they're <laughs> playing every single day. So it, it it's 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 a um, an audition for the minor leagues. If you can handle the grind. In, in the Northwoods League, you can handle the grind at, at single A, at rookie, rookie ball, or whatever. So we've had kids in our basement who could not handle the grind. They just couldn't handle it. it so it's a good sort of litmus test or barometer for can you handle the next step? Because, you know, one of our kids was could have taken the next step, couldn't handle the grind. Mm-hmm. And that's that's nothing against him, but it, it's great. If you want, if you're serious about baseball, come to the Northwoods League because it's the real deal. So. And serious about baseball and then also you know want to have fun with it we, we mentioned the oh. Cape Cod League um, they they don't really do the whole fan part of it there are there are fans that go to games they don't have huge stadiums they're playing in basically like little little village parks uh, bring your lawn chair and your your beer and watch the game really <laughs> but uh, with us you know we the league itself averages you know however many thousands of fans per year right <laughs> Travis just, is we just, just a making a mess there, of but. my refrigerator, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to open that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, give give the one that fell to the, to the guest. That's great. <laughs> it's, like, it's like roulette with beer. It is. <laughs> Sorry you had to see that, Jacob. <laughs> Uh, but the whole fan experience in Northwoods League, you're, you know, you come to us, you're playing in front of 13, 1400 fans a game. Um, there, that's an experience that you're not even going to get at some minor league ballparks when right. when you make it. To or the even next the level. college part. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, we've been to like University of Minnesota games, which is a good, good program. There's nobody there. 
They're, they're just college baseball isn't a draw, but you come to these small towns and you actually have fans there. It's got to be refreshing for these kids to have that. So I think it's great. For so, the record, his beer was fine. <laughs> and he did a good pour. Hey, good for oh, you. Not really. That now, well, it's better than Travis's. Better than Travis's. Way better. Maybe, so, maybe that was the one that dropped. I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what do we have to look forward to this summer when we're finally – over this COVID shit, and we can get people back in the parks and the team is playing ball. What do we have? What do you got for us this summer? Uh, well, hot dogs and beer and baseball if I'm selling to you well, guys. Man, just, <laughs> well, you got me. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> you had me here. Yeah. <laughs> I stopped there. <laughs> uh, no, outside of the, the normal, obviously, you, the ballpark food and, and just the smells and the sounds of the ballpark that everybody yes. is missing at this point. Yeah. Um, there is you know, just our, our, our normal promotional schedule that we've had out there and ticket packages and all of that. And to name a couple off the top of my head, um, as far as promotions that we have coming back, and I don't think we've really put these on social media yet. So Ooh. everybody who's listening to these gets a sneak peek. Exclusive. <laughs> we've got the superstars who we have in every year. They're oh, big, nice. giant, inflatable, uh, you know, <laughs> costumes. Yeah. I guess you could say that do quirky, funny things on the they're field great. and in the stands. And they're yeah. a huge crowd favorite. Oh. Uh, so they're coming back. We are going to have oh, I'm drawing a blank now. Oh, Tyler's amazing balancing act. Uh, he's if if you haven't heard of him, look him up. Pretty funny. He literally will balance anything on his face. Um, so <laughs> I've been emailing with him, getting all of this set up, and he's like, "Yeah, when I'm there on you know whatever date I'm there, um, just make sure you have a ladder for me. Um, maybe bring a bicycle, uh, stuff like that." Maybe so so apparently he's probably going to be balancing a ladder and a bicycle on his face. Um, oh, really? And I, I've seen videos. He walks through the stands and he'll take people's beers and balance them on his face and, and, and do beer. a bunch of crazy <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen him before at the All-Star Game in Kalamazoo, I think in like 2018. So he was really good, very, very interactive with the crowd. We're excited for him. Uh, we'll bring in another entertainment act that we haven't quite decided on yet. Uh, fireworks, awesome. all of that kind of stuff. Uh, giveaways uh, the with the five-game yeah. packs. We're doing a Joe Torre bobblehead um, ah. as part of kind of the series that goes along with the, the Hank Aaron bobblehead. Um, and then next year, hopefully, we can finish out the trifecta with um, you know Bob Euchre bobblehead. Hopefully, that's we wanted that this year, but uh, we're unable to get that because some of the things the Brewers were trying to do with him, they they didn't want other teams in Wisconsin yeah. doing. Um, so it's kind of the the hope with that before we move on to another bobblehead series. Uh, we're gonna do a awesome. a tenth. Well, I guess I should have touched on this first. So 2020 was supposed to be our our 16th year. Um, you know, we we wanted to do something for our 15th anniversary, and we're like, nah, everybody does a 15th anniversary <laughs> celebration. So we're like, we're gonna do a sweet 16. Sweet 16 is oh, a big deal. So sure. uh, it was gonna be our sweet 16, but because we didn't play in 2020, we're like, screw it. 2021 is still our 16th year. Um, oh, so we great. are yeah. we're gonna continue yeah. on with that. So we're gonna celebrate each year of our existence and do a different history and stuff oh, like that. Um, the years that we've made championship games, we're gonna do pennants uh, to give away. Oh, um, during those, we're gonna do a 2010 championship ring giveaway um we're gonna do a jordan zimmerman jersey giveaway an adult and varsho jersey giveaway and a cole calhoun jersey giveaway on, on those respective years um so we're pretty excited for that and hopefully do some fun interviews with different guys or, or staff members or whoever from those years that we play on social media or, or you know over the intercom at the ballpark whatever it might be awesome um so we're, we're pretty excited for that and then just of course you know the, the the rest of the quirky giveaway fun things that we do. Um, and then as well with our sponsors, um, you know, the, the throwback 
night with the bears. Yes. Um, yeah. Mayo Clinic's doing their their magnet schedule giveaway on opening night. A um, couple other new ones that we're trying to work work in as well. Um, I, some, oh, go ahead. I, no, I was just gonna say I gotta imagine that that given the year that we all just went through, like assuming we can have like a real season and yeah, and the I, attendance is is you and, can. And I think that's gonna be true across yeah. sports, and it's gonna oh, yeah. maybe be felt locally more than anything. Absolutely, people are going to want to get to the ballpark. That's this what year. we're excited about that too. Just because people want to do something, whether get it's whether it's going to be right. an express game, a Cavs game, a high school game, jam fest, any of the the music in the parks. I think they're all just going to thrive. It's gonna it's hopefully, gonna thrive right? this year because yeah. number one, we all need it. Um, <laughs> of course you do. We, we, we need it personally. Needs it. Yeah. <laughs> personally, you know, business wise, whatever, everybody needs it. Um, and I think we're really excited for that, and really, really, really hope, and we're banking on that happening. Oh God, so so are we. Yeah, um, <laughs> big time. Anything else, Jacob, that you want to mention that I have forgotten to cover? Oh, how about you? You touch on your part here, and then I'll uh, the the host family part. And, yes, and then I'll, absolutely. I'll think here. Yeah. So <laughs> I I, I want to say I I'm I'm trying to think. I want to say we've been a, a host family here for four years. I'm sorry if I'm – it's either four or five. I think it's four years. And if, so if, if you're in a position to, to be a host family for, for uh, an express player or any Northwoods League player for, for that matter, my God, take the – do it. Take the opportunity and do it. It is phenomenal. People always ask, like, well, what do you have to do for these people? Is this a huge responsibility? It's not a huge responsibility. For one thing, these kids are on the road for half the season. The second part, even when they're playing a home game, if they if they play a home game at, like, 6.30 at night, they're out of the house usually by noon or 1.30. They're going to the gym, and then they're hitting the ballpark. These kids are at the ballpark at 2 o'clock usually on home games, sometimes three or four if Dale gives them a break. <laughs> it's not a huge responsibility. You supply them with breakfast. You supply them with lunch. They eat their food at the ballpark at night. If you want to give them a, a supper, you can. We occasionally give them a gift card to grab some Subway or whatever it is when they're on the road if they're tired of eating ballpark food. It is not a huge responsibility. If you have room, mo- these kids are good kids. If you we don't we have no horror stories with our kids. They are all been great kids. If you ever have any problem with your kid, you just talk to the coach and it'll get taken care of. It's not a big deal. You supply a room. That's it. We have had we have forged such good relationships with every kid that we have had from the Express. We are still in contact with every single one of them. Um, my wife is texting them on their birthday. They're texting them out of the blue. Sometimes they'll drive through and they'll say, "Hey, can I stop in and say hi?" One of our kids is from Marshfield. He took his Christmas break to drive over and spend the day just hanging out with our kids and, <laughs> and playing and, video and how games. How many have you had, Josh? I think we've had four. We've had. Two University of Minnesota kids. We had a University of Milwaukee kid and a Stanford kid. And we were going to have two Stanford kids this summer, but that got completely screwed up. So that was a huge bummer. But all fantastic kids. Even One is in the minor leagues now for the Blue Jays. The the others have are one's probably going to be in the minor leagues for someone else. Another one decided not to play baseball. It's just fine. But they're just all great kids. Just ex- And if you have kids yourself of that kind of – I guess adolescent age, a little yeah, bit younger. What a role model! Oh my lord! It is great to to have that work effort in your house and exposed, so your kids can see them. It is well worth it. And I said, and, and transportation's as big as anything, right? Getting them to the ballpark and back somehow. So, somewhere. so here's the thing: transportation is on them. 
they have to get themselves to and from the ballpark. We always help out as much as we can, obviously, but it's ultimately on them. Some kids have cars, some kids don't. It's up to them to get themselves to the ballpark. So, but take the risk, do it one time. If you if you do it for a few years, well, I my kid's going to college, I can't do it this year, no big deal. Take the year off, come back once the kids are, are out of school. You will not regret doing this. I cannot, cannot overstate the experience of the host family it is fantastic. And the access you get to the team is great. All I have to do is hand my, my player a ball and say, would you mind passing this around the, the, the um, batting cage today? Every, they'll all sign it. You'll get it at the end of the day. Beautiful. Love it. Very nice. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, to kind of go back and piggyback off of the first thing you said, when, when there's a problem with the player, um, just to tell the coach. When there's also a parent with the host dad, or a problem with the host dad, just tell the coach. And hey, hey. We've, we've seen a couple <laughs> host dads out. They've been, they've been running polls a couple times, too, and the wife is usually sitting there drinking a beer and watching it. So <laughs> it's a little bit of fun to have with it, too. I, there, there, may, there may or may not have been a time that my wife has slipped, slipped a beer to a player, <laughs> And I just have to like turn a blind eye and, <laughs> and at the park or no 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 in not the at the park for God's sake <laughs> that'd, no. that'd be good work no but no I yeah can't so, say enough about it and yeah it's great yeah and Josh hit it right on the head with it. Uh, really it's the relationships that you build uh, every oh, host family yes. I talk to they're always like yeah you know I'm somewhat new here still I've been here for three seasons. And uh, I talk to a host family that's been around for, for a long time or an old host family or whatever, whatever it is, and they always talk about their player and what they're up to now and right. kind of the relationship that they've built with them, uh, the impact that it had on their child's life um, mm. is amazing. Oh, yeah. They really do look up to them as a role model. Um, you know, they're to, to a, a child, a, a college athlete is a, is a superstar. They are a right. professional athlete in their eyes. They don't know any different. Right. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see that and just that interaction and, and kind of that bond build throughout the summer and then, you know, throughout their lifetimes. Um, but we tell our host families this all the time. We, we truly could not do what we do without them because we need to have the players so their impact on our organization is a lot bigger than probably anybody else realizes uh, because we need a place to go with these guys to to be able to to have a team on the field so yeah. um, something that's really important something that we we really need mm-hmm. this year um, I've had some some losses with uh, everything that's going on so if you need anything or have questions reach out to us and yeah get and on the we website will, uh, get on the Eau Claire Express website I think there's a yep. spot on there yep, like there's I a want spot to on there or, yep. you know call us email us whatever it is and we'll get you all the information you yeah. need Quick little host family story. Cole Calhoun, when he was in Eau Claire Express, uh, he he would uh, the Varshos were his host family, the the coach. <clears throat> so fast fast forward many years later, Cole Cal- Calhoun playing for the Angels, Fourth yeah. of July game. Okay, the the Carson Park is packed. I mean, you can't find parking for a mile and a half near Carson Park. Cole Calhoun, the Angels were playing in Minnesota. Okay, on the Fourth of July, oh. a, a day game. Okay, after the day game. Cole Calhoun rented a car, drove from Minneapolis to Eau Claire, parked way out in the boonies, walked into Carson Park, walked into the stadium, walked up to where um, Jen Varsho, Dale's wife, was sitting uh, with the other host families and surprised her. That is incredible. Right. And I saw the video of her getting surprised. It was awesome. Is that available anywhere? I I, I don't know if it is or not. (laughs) That'd be wonderful. it, It was fantastic. So a major league outfielder, to, so no Fourth of July, I'm, and he knows what Fourth of July is like in Eau Claire. Drives over to see his old host family. I Fantastic, mean, phenomenal, right? 
So, Fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Anyone else have anything else for for Jacob no. before we like to like to thank you for the time? Yeah, thank no, you very much. I, I appreciate this, and hopefully during the summer or something we can come back and and talk some baseball and what's going on. And well, what, as long what, as you're here, what shenanigans Josh <laughs> has gotten into at the <laughs> ballpark? <so. laughs> I've not gotten in one fight at the ballpark, so I think that's good. We actually want to do a a, uh, a podcast from the party deck prior to a game, like long before the game. Yes, yeah. we have. We, we've talked about that. So, you know, a couple hours up there before the fans come in. and Yeah, I yeah. think, I mean, it'd be kind of fun to you know do it during the game. Or I don't you can do oh, whatever, quirk, whatever <laughs> quirky <laughs> things you want to do. I don't oh, care. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> We'd be no, a lot more than three brews in at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Talk, talking about the quirky things that, you know, that or quirky things that we want to do or whatever it is, um, and the things that oh, people geez. do in the league. Uh, oh, okay. At the league meetings last year, we were talking about promotions, and Kalamazoo and Bismarck always are up to something that's no good. Um, so Kalamazoo, bastards. Kalamazoo, and I think I think it was 2019. Um, they had a sponsorship with this uh, like mattress company, and oh, they had wow. this idea: Hey, let's put a bed and like a bedroom set up in center field in the field of play, basically right on the warning track. And we're going to, and as part of this promotion, I think people had to go into that mattress store to register their name, put it in a box, All to right. enter to win, to watch the game from this bed <laughs> in center field. Yes. <laughs> so you literally, what's a ground rule double if you hit it? So, so I think what they did, they they had the orange like snow fence around the bed. <laughs> just just right, right in Genius. center field. Was it like a 430 so no balls ever made it out there? <laughs> no, it's not, yes. Yeah, oh my <laughs> God. Awesome. So I remember. Uh, Can you we were, just picture these monkeys sitting around like we are drinking? You know what? Get a fucking mattress out there, <laughs> Johnson. We need a new promotion. And then idea. in the morning, hey, what do you what do you think about that? You know what? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> remember, oh. I think what we were doing, we were sharing like our our year's best promotion or something like that, and Kalamazoo shared that, and, and wow. Dick Raditz, the owner of the league, is sitting up there. You did what? <laughs> <laughs> Probably broke a bunch of rules. Well, well that's why it's, it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Like, we would never clear that with the league beforehand. Oh, no. <laughs> and that, yeah, it was... we, we would have never gone to the moon if you waited for permission <laughs> on shit. So it was pretty funny to watch. They're like, oh, yeah, well, they, they were they were up this way and it was out of the field of play and this and that and this. So it was, it was really yeah. funny. Oh, my God. That's good so them. good. What if you got like a frisky couple out there yeah, and. <laughs> Well, you know, I it's guess like a, it's be up to the couple. Brought my binoculars. That's when at the that sponsorship point. with the blinds company comes in. And you can <laughs> what do they call that? Cross promotion. The top's coming on. off. <laughs> oh God! Well, hey, buddy, thanks for coming over. Really Thank appreciate it. That this has been awesome. Get Go out it. and see an express or an express game. Specifically, Northwoods League game. And if, if you you're going to do one, do three, and yes. you know, if, if you don't do any, get there a couple times. And that yeah. brings us to our five game packs. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right, guys, are we ready? Should we? I think uh, we are. Yeah. All right, very good. Tr- Justin, you want to grab your microphone? Jacob, you going to hang around and listen to the buffoonery for a little yeah, while? Oh, beautiful. All, All right. right. Buckle up. Yeah. Oh, sweet baby Buckle Jesus. Oh, well, that and, would... and you always have uh, plausible deniability whether you stuck around or not. Right. No, I'm no, gone like... by the time they said that. <laughs> Why do we hear you in the background? No, I no, 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 no. No, no, no. 
All right. Well, gentlemen, the, the, we we're gonna go through most of our normal stuff this week. It's been a tough week for for everyone, so we're gonna we're gonna go through our normal stuff and hopefully have some fun and put some smiles on our faces and maybe a few others. But I I, I have to point out. Well, should we? Nah, we know what everyone knows what we're gonna cover at this point. Yeah, our normal yeah. stuff. I have to point out, and I put this at the top of our agenda because did we? Has anyone picked the worst time to start a baseball podcast than when we did? <laughs> no, I, um, I think we. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because you did start it after COVID, right? Right. Because it wasn't like, yeah. Okay. Well, see, it, the idea was generated pre-COVID, or right. pre-COVID okay. coming to the United States. However, based on our motivation level, our ability <laughs> what, to what, get things going. What yeah. month was I recruited? Well, you were recruited after the first episode. Recruited okay. in the hallway of yeah, the yeah, yeah, and I'm not gonna say you were recruited, you invited oh, yourself, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever just you're, you're I didn't, splitting hairs. We didn't look at each other and go, We need a we need another, like, let's get we, Travis we, involved in this. We, we need a bigger door, cat. I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty certain, uh, Josh came up to me and said, Hey, uh, Travis is getting involved in this. Uh, he said he was getting involved in it. Okay, okay, it sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know if can it was I, exactly that way. Can I go back to something that uh, Jacob said? Yes, please. What was the name of that guy that balances things on his face? Oh, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler. Tyler. Tyler's amazing. Now. Tyler's American. If we could put him next to Josh's mom, Josh's mom is really good at balancing my junk on her face, so I'm sure it could Jesus be like a duo. Christ. Told you, Jake, you're still here. You're still here. You want to grab your coat? No, I kind of want to stay. <laughs> oh no. So oh. do we? Do we want to? Do we want to start with like our newest? Yeah, let's start with our newest. You want to? You introduce us. This is your idea. So, you know, we're coming up with ideas. We try to keep stuff relatively fresh. If something sucks, we shit can it. If it's if it's pretty good, we 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 keep it around as long as it's it's it it it's got some legs. But I came up with a new one, and I kind of like it. So the words "no shit," that phrase. It is always used in one of two circumstances. Most of them sarcastic. Somebody comes out of the rain, it's wet out there. No shit. <laughs> or somebody tells you an incredible fact about some, you know, you name it. We'll get we'll get into it. But it's the no shit. Mm-hmm. And you'll understand more of that what I mean. So I'm gonna start and we're gonna go around the table here. We're all gonna do our um, sarcastic no shit first. And then we're going to do our, oh, shit. So we're going to start, okay? I, I think, by the way, the, the you can tell the difference. If you can add the word Sherlock at the end of it, that's the difference. That's middle school, yeah. also, and we're I, so I, much I, better than that. We are not. We are at least 10th grade. <laughs> I am. I don't know about you two I'm monkeys. I'm straight into long middle school. I am. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm a North High grad, and we never well. did no shit Sherlock because we were smarter than that. So here's one. Oh, Wife watching you with a wood splitter. Don't get your finger caught in between the log and the splitter. No, no shit. shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing you mentioned it because <laughs> I would have otherwise. Yeah. Right. Sure. All right. Here's my sarcastic one. Sports announcers. I think turnovers will play a huge part in this game. No shit. Oh, no shit. No shit. <laughs> like, duh. Uh, so I didn't realize that eating all of those sugar-free uh, Herobo 
gummy bears would cause me so many gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> Gastrointestinal issues. Now that flows off the tongue. Yeah, Holy well fucking done. A. You well, know what? I shit a lot when I ate those sugar-free <laughs> gummy bears. Here's one for you. Boston was nearly destroyed by a flood of molasses. Happened in 1919, a huge tank of molasses at a distillery near Boston's North End ruptured, sending 2.3 million gallons of the thick goo rushing into <laughs> Keeney Square, where it threw debris around while causing severe damage to buildings and railways and caused the water in the harbor to run brown for six months. The human cost was high, too. 21 people were killed. Wow. No shit. I've sent a lot of thick goo running into Justin's mom. <laughs> How many people died? <laughs> she's, she's told me it's brown, too, so you might want to get that checked out. <laughs> so and that the I, human cost was high, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have some similarities. It's, it's funny. I, I actually knew about that just based on my research, research of the Great London Beer Flood. Well, oh, the, yeah. the first thing I'm doing, I'm looking at this, and I, you know, that was an ale, though, wasn't it? Uh, uh, it was a stout. A, or a porter. It was a porter. It was a porter. Yeah. Porter. I just... God, there. I think you start running a little... No. Uh, how should I say? When you're 100 years out, I think you can get a little... You can get jokey about it. Yeah. Of course. Well, well not, not jokey about it, but what kind of media coverage did they have back then? What kind of documentation? It's easy to say in 1929 when you're talking about this 1919 event, 2.3 million gallons. You know, maybe two people were killed and 10 were injured. I don't know. That's just well, 21 people killed in 1919. This isn't the middle fucking ages. But, you know, we were out of World War One at the time and people are still... And you said molasses, right? How slow do you have to be yeah. to get killed isn't, by a? Isn't that of isn't that a phrase? You're slow as molasses, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a phrase. You know what? And I didn't say anything that the killed people that were bedridden or or but you know the fat still, in the playground. Like, I mean, let's get Henry out out of bed. There's molasses coming. It's right. not like you, a you, tsunami. You have, hey, it's a block down the street. I think we got about oh. an hour. And let's right. get a and couple it, of the guys and, and it's pick Bo- her up. And it's Boston's North End. It's a highly dense populated area, which of course could go to the why so many people were hurt. Mm-hmm. But that's also a lot of rescue that could get these people out. Yeah, I, How I don't know. high was that people. molasses getting? Because well, wouldn't you think you could just stand in the middle of the street and let it go like knee level past it's you? It's got to be like it knocked down a building it and the people to. in the building. All right, it's not I, like I can buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah. Because you know, right. either that or it's a bunch of like you know O'Malley's sitting around like now nah, we got a couple <laughs> extra minutes <laughs> give the, me another whiskey and then you know it's the ones <laughs> that were drunk passed out on the well, on the curb line anyway right. yeah yeah out of the twenty one dead you've got ten O'Malley's <laughs> two O'Kearneys a <laughs> couple of O'Shaughnessys in there and <laughs> Shag Hennessys Shag Hennessys <laughs> Principal Shag Hennessy <laughs> you dumb mess up a a Ron. <laughs> God. All right. I'll do my act, maybe actually interesting. Um, in 1943, the NFL was really struggling for players because of World War II. The Steelers and Eagles combined their teams. They had one team called the Steagles. No shit. Yes. They That's played. actually what I would have said there if you'd yeah. thrown that out. Right. I have <laughs> no idea about it. it and, and you're not smart enough to make that up. I mean, you can't do that. No, so that it, happened. That actually happened. Okay. Right. It didn't. They had a winning record. They were one game away from making the playoffs, whatever that was in that day. So the people that, the players that didn't go off to serve their country. Right. Were, <laughs> the, they were ineligible for other reasons. And, you know, it's, it's 1943. They had like a center who was like blind in one eye and deaf in another ear. 
So, well, I, they, they won't take me in the Army, therefore I'm going to keep playing football. And all of them, I Just guess... think being eligible for professional football, but the Army won't take you for, right. for physical reasons. Yeah, and they all had, like, regular day jobs, because oh, this sure is not yeah. in the war industry. But, yeah, they... Yeah, they, most of them probably didn't even deploy, but they stayed local. And yep, yeah. exactly. And, of course, because it it's Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, the teams hated each other anyway. Neither of the two head coaches, ref, like, would say, like, no, he'll be the head coach. One was uh, the OC, the other was the DC, and they were joint head coaches. How well you think that went? Yeah. Well, not yeah. not well. We all saw so, Remember the Titans. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, during Prohibition, moonshiners uh, created wooden blocks to resemble cow tracks. They would put them on their shoes to uh, disguise the tracks that they would leave to and from their whiskey distilleries. <laughs> And you think they're what? dumb. Hmm? No they shit. would put the wooden blocks to resemble cow tracks. So people who were searching out these moonshine distilleries would think this is just a cow trail. Wow. Yeah. No shit. No shit. No shit. Good for them. And you think they're just dumb Tennessee hillbillies. Hell no, they're not. No, no they're not. Uh-uh. Resourceful. That's awesome. Good topic, Travis. I liked it. Yeah, we're good, good. Where are we at? What do you guys want to do next? Should we go to statements never uttered? Your mom. Let's do that. I think it's about the time in the episode when we usually do this. You want to Just, introduce uh, this? Yeah, I won't. I won't lead, but I'll give the uh, the real brief. Uh, the statement uh, never uttered. I'll I'll use the uh, uh, the description that we started with. You know, ah, she's got a nice ass, but her tits are too big. That that's kind of where we're going. Something that has never been uttered ever. Or at least certainly seriously. So one of you two started out. I'll start it out very innocently. This is not my mm. normal dark place. Good. Well, that divorce was easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Truth. <laughs> All righty, Coach. Wow, Josh, Justin, and Travis, those statements never uttered quotes are intelligent, thoughtful, and wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, because everyone always just says... Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> nope. 80 year old to a college neighbor. Turn that shit up. I can't sleep if it ain't loud. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome if they did, but never nope. uttered. Yeah. All right. Post 1945. Looking to get some property in Hiroshima. Ooh. <laughs> You can't help yourself. No, nope, you can't. Nope, you can't. Nope. Sorry. Nope. A fine person on their deathbed. I wish I would have spent more time on Facebook. <laughs> poignant again. Yeah, very poignant. Poignant. Uh, sure, I lost a couple of fingers, but it was worth it to teach others about chainsaw safety. <laughs> Say what you will about Auschwitz, but the chef was top-notch. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. Oh, oh for fuck. Too much? Wow. 
Wow. Makes your eyes water. Right. <laughs> oh. And he's in, you know what? We, but we know him. We know he means well. We know he's got a heart of gold. And I think he's he's going to use up all his tokens. Look, he I mean, really he's going to he's he really use is. them all up. I'm on in this a dark earth. place right now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. compared yeah. to 2009, yeah. 2013. Yeah, holy shit. Justin. All right, so let's let's move past that one. We always <laughs> ought to finish with you, right? So we can just go right in another topic. I uh, I'm taking on the persona of Josh right now oh, as God. I'm uttering this. Oh, good. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't click on the video Justin's mom sent me on Messenger. Oh, shit. It seems like a scam, and I'll probably end up turning over my account name and password. <laughs> you need to say Statement that one never again. Uttered. Say one. Statement never uttered. Say it one more time. Maybe I shouldn't have clicked on the video Justin's mom sent me on Messenger. It seems like a scam, and I'll probably end up turning over my account name and password. I did that. <laughs> oh, I saw a message from Deb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, sweet. Deb sent me another video. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Oh, it's asking for my username and password. Let I didn't even think about, this. I didn't didn't even think about <laughs> it. Like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so good. Whoops. Travis, I, uh, I got a, I got a Nairobi uh, prince that needs some money too. If you'd like to donate. <laughs> Yeah, it was that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Travis. You got one more? Women's volleyball should be outlawed. Oh, Oh, yes. Yeah, we can all get behind that one. (laughs) Behind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. That was good. (laughs) That's good stuff there. No, anything with Auschwitz is... (laughs) I, I need a break after that. You one. need a break? All right, let's break. take a little God. break. Hold on. <laughs> and oh. we'll go to break. Okay, we're back. Guys, that was awesome, by the way, to have Jacob here. That was really nice what for a, him to take his time. Well, what, 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 a, what a good guy, and what a neat perspective. And, yes. you know, learning, you know, um, all of the non seasonal stuff that it would be really easy to overlook what, what's involved and. Um, you know, with a, with a fairly small staff, you know, a lot on that guy's shoulders. Justin, and, you know what it's like to have a small staff. Your mom still's in, still enjoys it. Still pleasures her. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I, I, you know what I, what I want to take from that ultimately is if you're not at the ballpark a whole lot and you're one of those people, nice work. You want to like bitch at the usher or the kid behind the counter that you're not getting your fucking hot dog yeah. fast enough? Go fuck Just yourself. Go fuck yourself. Well, take that's a, a Bruce. That's and, a Bruce. But you it, know, it that, that's the go fuck yourself. It people. is. All right. Speaking of Bruce of us, let's move on. All right. Let's go on to our Bruce of us, our gripe about sports. It's our derivative of a festivus where we air our grievance about something we have in sports. I would be glad to start this. All right. <clears throat> now, let me say that I understand the logic behind this but something that's just annoyed me a lot is and you see it way more often than you ever saw it even five years ago is when college football players opt out of bowl games Ooh, yeah okay now i completely understand why they do it because why would i want to play in this bowl game when i'm already a first round pick what am i going to prove or am i going to risk an injury now i think what it shed lights on is the pointlessness of the college bowl games okay Mm -hmm. they're dumb they're money-making opportunities that's all they are you can make the argument that well i'm a top flight running back so i'm gonna sit out this game i don't want to blow my knee and i'll give my backup who's worked his ass off a chance to shine 
You could also say, well, you're screwing over your teammates who are working really hard to win a bowl game, but what's the point of winning that bowl game? You get you win the, the Dean's Mayo Bowl trophy. That, that may or may not stay in one piece. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and you know that Graham, Graham Merch was the one that broke that. Yes, he If was. you haven't seen the video, it's hilarious. It I, I will say that, uh, of course, there's that celebration after a game for these bowl games. I don't know if it's canned or real or whatnot. At the end of the day... I cannot believe that most players get excited about a second-rate bowl win. Right. Like, does I mean, I don't Duke's even know what it does for. Re- I don't know what it does for. Re- I don't know what it does for recruiting either. That, I was just gonna say, does, does I, I, any recruit? Should, you know what? They won the Liberty Bowl. I think I will go there. The Gaylord City's Hotel that. Bowl. Right. Like <laughs> most most bowl games are are for either fans of that program and i'll make a point i didn't give two shits i'm a wisconsin football fan but i didn't give two shits about this year's bowl because of what it was um and so i didn't watch it and i guarantee you that most fans across the nation unless they are diehard throw an iv of of college football serum in me people Mm -hmm. they're 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 just have no excitement they're always on a neutral field which means you don't have any roar of the crowd i mean take COVID out of it but right you don't. I just. I don't like them. The big games are the big games, and pre, yeah. you know, pre pre college playoff. So you I know you had some, and I. I don't. I don't blame players for saying it's not worth an injury. So that's not really my Brucevus. I guess it's just the college. I, but, in you know, if, if that yeah. kid, if that kid is sitting out a, a meaningful thing, and I think you do have to make a split there. So the kid sits out, you know, one of the big ones or the Big Ten championship game or something that you the can take. The college football playoff. The playoff. That, 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 right. That, that, that's enough of a deal, right? But really, do, do, does does the uh, your offensive line hate you because you're sitting out a bullshit bowl and those guys know that you're going to sign a contract if you mm-hmm. don't tear up your knee that's going to set you up for life? I don't think any of those guys blame you. I really I don't. I don't think so either. No. I, because if they And if were they in, do, they need to look in the mirror because even though they're not the ones being chosen, it's like, if it were me, what would I do? Yeah. And, of course, it's not your lineman or whatever. It's your it's your, it's your, it's your, your skill position, players. guys. Yep. It's your... Right. Yeah. Justin. My Bruce DeVis this week comes from the NFL. Hmm. Specifically, the uh, New York Football Giants. Oh, okay. The six and ten Giants huh. made a big deal this week about the Eagles allegedly tanking their game against the Redskins, which allowed. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, the Washington Football Team, which right. allowed the Washington Football Team to make the playoffs at uh, seven and nine, as hmm. opposed to a three or a two way tie, and the Giants making the playoffs at six and ten. The Eagles put in a what is essentially third-string third quarterback in the fourth quarter, obviously to check out if that person is going to be on the roster next year because Carson Wentz will not be on the roster next right. year. Their season was done. The Eagles are terrible. They had nothing to play for. The Giants, on the other hand, had to hope that they could knock off the Washington football team to uh, make the playoffs. No, At- the Eagles. They had to be the Eagles. The Washington football team had to beat the Eagles. Yeah, they were hoping that the Washington football team. No, no, no. The, the Washington, Giants were. Oh, the Giants yes, were. I'm sorry, the Giants played right. the, yep, yep, the sorry. Cowboys. Sorry, Giants beat all the, those six and ten teams. Yeah, the Giants mistake. beat the Cowboys earlier in the day. Yes, thank you. So the Sunday night, uh, the uh, Washington football team had to beat the Eagles to then make the playoffs. 
the the Giants had to hope that the Eagles beat the Washington football team to cause a tie at six and ten at the top of the division at the top of the division to uh, get them into the playoffs based on tiebreakers. And after the the Eagles in a close game put in their third string quarterback, um, there was a lot of Twitter activity, a lot of bitching about um, the Eagles tanking and ruining their chances. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't have been six and ten and hoping to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Maybe you shouldn't have lost the first five fucking games of the season and started the first half of the season one and seven. Maybe you shouldn't have lost three of the last four games of the season. Maybe they shouldn't have given up 12 points in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in the week seven loss to the Eagles <laughs> to lose 22 to 21. Yeah. The New York football giants can go fuck themselves. Yep. Good work. My mind's uh, different and it's going to be quicker. The showing of players families, girlfriends, or whatnot too much in a broadcast. Oh. And it's usually football. Yep. We all know it. We all see it. And it is that obligatory shoot to the family. Yeah. Shoot to the, And there's mom. Sometimes they have names. And the sister plays college softball. And dad had quite a history himself. He played minor league baseball here or there. And it's like, it's cute, but it's overdone like everything those fucking media people touch. So, like I said, it's short and sweet. Um, it's not near the Barry Alvarez and his his his, his grandson situation. <laughs> not near it. But okay, parents show up. We get it. But to take the time and to know ahead of the game, this is where such and such parents are. Just 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 find something interesting on the field. Well, and it's never an unattractive family either. At, at what point? No, did, no. You know they're going to show the the hot girlfriend or the the hot sister or right. w- what have you. Why did they even take away from going to the cheerleaders so often? Like, good point. Why Why would you go to family? Why I'd would, rather just go, go I'd to the rather see that. Right, and and it's not like that player is the only family in the in the stands. No, like show some of the showing. Have they ever shown an offensive lineman's family in the stands? Never, never. Unless he got a concussion and they're like this, (gasps) covering their face. Right. All right. So that's mine. Good. All right. Let's go to the actual Festivus. Festivus. Our gripe, our airing of grievance about something non-sports related, and mine really gets under my skin. It's when people cough repeatedly in public, and I'm not talking about a. Everyone does that. It's when you're sitting in a restaurant and someone has a hacking cough. Over and over and over again. It's like, get up and get out of the goddamn restaurant. If you have this kind of emphysema or or COPD, don't go out in public for the love of God. It's one of those things that just drives me crazy. Like, it's just nails on a chalkboard. I hate it. Hate it. Mm-hmm. I like sure. it. Justin. Uh, so we all know, we're all big fans of the office of course uh we have an entire segment of our podcast that is Mm -hmm. dedicated to something from the office Uh, on january 1st the office moved from netflix to peacock oh i know peacock you can spend six dollars a month 5.99 or whatever to get the premium membership you get to see all of the uh the 
Uh, only free free membership in the office gets you the first two seasons. After that, you have to pay for their premium membership. Even after paying for the premium membership yep. of Peacock, there are still advertisements before and during each one of those episodes. Yep. It's like you've DVR'd the, uh, the episode and you still have to put up with the network advertisements. Right. I'm paying $6 a month. Well, I'm not, but someone is paying $6 a month for for us to be able to not to enjoy these shows that we want without the advertisements. And it's all advertisements for shows on Peacock. Yes. Yes, I'm it is. I already have the network. I'm right. already paying for it. Or or uh one of the one of the episodes I watched earlier said this episode or this episode is ad-free thanks to uh, Capital One, and then there was like a five-second advertisement for oh, Capital One. Jesus. When you pause the episode, it doesn't just leave a still frame of the show. It brings you to an advertisement. Really? It's not a live advertisement, but it's like Capital One. Do you want to restart your show oh, now? Jesus. I am... It Had, had Peacock not um, A, taken over the office and my... Like mm. need to watch those episodes, yeah. and B uh, hosted some of the um, English Premier League mm. that at some point, like I, I decide to watch soccer instead of some of the bullshit that's on television mm. yep. regularly. Fair enough. Um, How bad is the bullshit where soccer is actually the choice? Yeah, right. and bad. it would be with me. Yeah, so I, I will regularly. I watch just about nothing. Before before I even look at what's live, I will check to see if there's a soccer match I want to watch mm-hmm. first. Right. If there's a soccer match, I'll watch the soccer match because I know that I'm ultimately going to end up choosing either the um, the Office, the West Wing on HBO Max, or um, Impractical Jokers. Break, breaking Bad. See, and and the thing is, I, I just keep bringing it up because I know Josh I know. can't even fit in. He can't even throw uh, in an anecdote. J J J Dork is like, oh, fuck, I should watch that. Should watch that. <laughs> really should have. There, there are very limited things that I. I am watch so fucking now. picky about stuff. My wife mm-hmm. makes fun of me. Says it better just be a blatant slapstick comedy, which you'll like, or it better be really realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though Breaking Bad is not 100% perfectly realistic, they do a really, really good, good job. It's yeah. really good. So anyway, Jay Dork, um, Josh and I, where, where were you on that, Justin? I think that's I was That's done. it? Okay, was thank done. you. Yeah. Travis. <laughs> Bank driver. Ooh. Rules for conducting business. What kind of business should be conducted at a bank drive-up? This Fast is not COVID business. rules. You're in line. A guy's negotiating a check, or he's depositing a check, and here's kind of how it goes. Hey, sir, yeah. Okay, yeah, could you uh, um, endorse the check, and um, I I need to see some ID for the cash back. Oh, yeah, sorry I didn't sign that. Oh, shit. Uh, No, I got a a T-zone permit here from the DNR. Will that work? Okay. Uh, Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Don't give me the cash back if that's going to be a problem. Put seventy five of that to my car loan. Do you want to? Do you want to put one hundred and fifty on that, sir, to make your loan card? No, no, I can't do that. Put seventy five towards the car loan. I need fifty. I need a. I, I need a money order that goes to um, Progressive Payday. Okay, yeah, I don't know how to spell Progressive either, but put it there. I, I need some of that. I don't know how much is left. Whatever goes left, can you put that towards savings? Oh, the savings account isn't active. Well, why isn't it active? Well, oh. your last your last five dollar below balance. Fuck, really? What kind of? Okay, okay, it's not your fault. It's not your fault that I'm getting screwed here. I'll tell you what. 
I want the money again. <laughs> and, okay, no, I know. I know you have rules. I, I understand that. Okay. I'm not talking about just that person. I'm talking about that person and the ones outside of COVID. COVID changes. The lobbies are closed. We know we have to do a little more business inside. I get that. But my bitch goes well beyond that. Perfectly healthy, walkable people, instead of going to a lobby, walking 50 yards, getting a smidgen bit of exercise, go in there, wait, probably not at all for a teller, and conduct whatever business you have at a teller that 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 that, that people do. Instead, you get into these non- drive up intended things a drive up in and of itself is intended for a little bit quicker a little bit a little bit faster cash a check deposit please a check, please put on. this check into my savings account please put this in my checking yep. account i'd like this cash here's my id yeah okay. so you know what i mean Every, everybody's seen these folks oh, right you yeah. just you literally would want to go up there if it won't get you in trouble say what the fuck are you doing you see those seven people behind me there seven that's right that's right yeah, the, the, it's the equivalent of the the shopping cart person at Quick Trip. Perfect. Like, it's holy hell. It's the same we're coming full circle. Here. We are coming. It, it, all, it all comes full circle. So yeah. that's mine. Good. Let's go on to something more positive. Hold on. Wait a minute. What is the person that does that sort of business at the drive-through of a bank? The same person that does the cart at Quick Trip? Oh, I think they probably would be. Um, I don't know. <laughs> do you think so? <laughs> do you Do you think so? I I think I so. I I, I, I guarantee if you're, if you're have that, we ever have we, have we ever talked sick. have we talked about lottery scratch off people at the counter? Oh Jesus! Oh, so I suppose it's not the the lottery then; it's the scratch offs. Right? Would they do it right at the counter and these keep ha, 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 these you know these yeah. poor sad people that don't like have any friends? So oh yeah, you know they, the they people are their social out there. The, they make small talk. <laughs> I'll give you half if I'm winning. <laughs> People are behind them waiting, you know. Yep. And then, and then, you know, they'll just suddenly, oh, oh, I'm sorry, you know, because they'll notice, like, as they're turning around, they have no. I think their vision literally is like ten degrees. It 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 it, it goes that way. It doesn't, right. There's no mm-hmm. no self awareness. No self awareness whatsoever. Perfect. Lack yeah. lack of self awareness. Yeah. Where are we at? Uh, we're gonna go to a, a little ocean of happiness in our yeah. or an island of happiness in our ocean of just sadness yeah. so far. Our anti Bruce. I've got one. Okay, something that makes us happy in the world of sports, sports right? Yes. Um, players that set a milestone in an opposing stadium and the fans cheer it and show. Oh, yeah. We've all we've good. all seen it. Um, yes. You know, you 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 name it. It's the players' two thousands hit or whatever, and it's on the scoreboard, and it happens in wherever and and. Um, any, any anything like that? Any time, you know, like whether it be a stolen base record or you know, name it. Didn't but, Brett but Favre they, do the touchdowns or the consecutive uh, start streak in Minnesota? Yeah, you may have. Favre did something in Minnesota, but that would have been like sixty percent Packer fans. No, forty percent. It would have right. been a majority yeah. well, Vikings, and, but it was still an overwhelming response. You, yes, you, I, you know, I, I, no, yeah, not, that, that's yeah. so. I think you know where I'm going with and, it, and, and I'll even go a step further and just a a great play like in the outfield, a diving catch, the opposing yeah. team, and as he's coming off, the opposing crowd gives him a round of applause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just rob my guy of a hit, and yet that was a phenomenal <coughs> play. Yeah. yeah, I I love that. That's a great one. 
Um, so mine, I actually saw this, this was a couple, oh God, probably a couple months ago. Um, it was in a soccer match, an English Premier League game, and you know, some little dorky play on the sidelines, and it was a, clearly a handball. It, it bounced off a guy's hand and, and went out of bounds. The, the, the refs completely missed it they, and gave it to the wrong team. Like, obviously, really bad. And so the team that erroneously got the ball did the throw-in right to the other team. That's good. That's right good to the stuff. other team. Yep. And, and it, it wasn't like a, a friendly or something. It was an actual Premier League match. Right to the other that, team. You know what? They that, that's good to see. That, you, you never see that. You don't see that in basketball. Like, no. whoops, missed that call. Well, we're going to take it. Sorry. No, and, and when an actual injury occurs in soccer, like the one in 70 injuries that yeah. are famed. <laughs> that are legit, yeah. Yeah, the one in, seven, or one in 70 that's actually legitimate, and um, the team that has that's, has the ball, they kick the ball out of bounds. They kick it out play, to right. stop the play so that that person can get medical treatment. Well, the other team then tosses it, Gives into it right the, back to them. Right. Yes. yes. I love that. Absolutely. So, so they know on the field who's, who's for real hurt, who might have the concussion. Right. And, yeah. Right. I yeah. Get it. Absolutely. You don't, okay. you, you just no. don't see that I like, very much. I, I like it's like, that. oh, well, ref missed it. Are good on us, I guess. I but, like that. Right. Yep. Uh, so I'm taking more of a broader stroke with the anti Brustavis, and it was sort of brought <laughs> up earlier. Um, when we were talking with Jacob, but just the escape from reality that sports will bring you yeah. just for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. and this, and this, you know, stupid podcast that's escaping us from reality for a couple of cool. hours uh, this week, just, uh, just that you can set things aside. You can enjoy some sport. You can have some uh, delicious yeah. food and a drink and just escape the, you know, bullshit that's going on in, in real life for a little while. And you can just, immerse yourself in sport um will be something that even even all of the you know bullshit stuff that sometimes happens on a football field and a basketball court whatever it may be when they're bringing outside in ultimately when they're playing the game they're playing the game because of the love of the game and it's just you immerse yourself in that and i like it yep, yep. good could have said it better nice work um let's go on i think this is the third um, segment of bad musicians, uh-huh. or maybe better yet, musicians we hate because they're not necessarily bad musicians. Right. They may have some musical talent, but we just hate them. Can I start? Yes, please start. Oh boy! Oh, you got a smirk. Uh, I'm gonna reference our favorite source, Vice, with a couple of mine today. Oh, these are good. Yeah, but uh, so. There's an artist that cracked when I was in, I think, high school, um, and her name is Fiona Apple. Okay. So this was right around the time, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, um, who's that biker, the, the skater girl? Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne, like, around that same time. Fiona Apple came, uh, come out, or came out, and she was more of the cryptic, like... Oh, what was me? Life sucks, uh, type of singer. Kind of emo, sort emo of. type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So Vice just nails it again, Vice. right on the head. Damn it! Why aren't I? Vice, long album titles don't make your singer songwriter ditties innovative. <laughs> this is music for people who drink kombucha and call themselves poets, even though everything they write is terrible symbolism about getting broken up with or some other shit no one cares about. <laughs> Fiona Apple, nobody gives gives a shit about the shit that you say. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't name a single Fiona Apple 
song. Cr- I Criminal. I don't Criminal know. was the one song that sticks in my head only because she was like quasi hot in that video. Oh, can like, you sing was, it? Um, no, the tune is going through my head, but I can't sing it. Oh, all right. Maybe on a break when I'm not violating some FCC rules or something. Oh, that's we, can, okay. we can play it. I don't think the FCC would care about your rendition of Fiona Apple's Criminal. But... No, I was going to play it on my phone, the actual song. Oh, yeah, don't do that. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, my group that I just, this nails on a chalkboard to me, is Maroon 5. For a couple different reasons. First of all, because their Ooh. fucking music is horrifying. Okay. It is bad, shitty-ass pop music. The other reason is their lead singer, Adam Levine. Adam Levine is who does, does not look like he sings. No, he doesn't. He's a very, very attractive person, and girls just swoon over him, and that's fine. Whatever. Okay, here's what bugs me about that, is not this past Super Bowl, but the one before it. Maroon oh, 5 performed at the halftime show. They sure did. Adam Levine made a point to rip his shirt off and show yeah. off his sculpted tattoo body, and everybody lost their fucking minds. Like, oh, like every like every housewife in, in America immediately brought out the vibrator and just went fucking bonkers and to him. Now, fast forward to the next year, oh, you had yeah. J-Lo and Shakira who, undulating who, on stage in whose some, combined age was like 97 years old right exactly it was it was phenomenal it was great every middle-aged mom at that point lost their minds and said how could you show that sort of filth at the super bowl but nobody had a problem with adam levine <laughs> ripping his shirt off because every husband that that wife was complaining about had to excuse himself for a couple of minutes. exactly they were jerking off over that for the next like week and a half so yeah even even shakira's little tongue thing that oh, apparently Jesus. started covid oh god okay of course it did but yeah so all of that on top mm-hmm. of maroon five just awful music just makes me my skin crawl i hate them travis i'm gonna do a little bit uh a little bit different twist on it because Ooh. i can Lars Ulrich with Metallica. This oh. is the weakest. This is the weakest member of a great band theme. Just doing a little research because I'm not smart enough and I'm not musically enough inclined to come up with anything of my own. I just started looking for bad musicians, and then I'm gonna like, oh, that's it. But this came up instead. Lars Ulrich, who I love Metallica. By the way, I think they're who great. I enjoy it. Um, it's not from Vice, I don't think, but let's no. pretend it's from Vice. It's from Vice. <laughs> I it's saw a pr- it. It's a pretty known fact that Lars Ulrich is way better at shooting off his mouth than is at playing drums. True. <laughs> at least live. Everyone else in Metallica seems to be able to play well enough, but compared to other famous metal drummers, Lars never made the grade. The fact that he's also famously an asshole a lot of the time yeah. makes it easy to point True. out his chops are pretty bad. So I'm just going to say he's a... Dank, and I've seen a couple interviews with him, and he's a dank. He is, and he's one of the the most vocal people that got Napster buried. Yes, that, that that came out, and and not a good time. And I think, I think it happened at the the uh, two thousand eight uh, prime subprime boom. I oh. because I remember there being some talk about you're gonna choose now to oh. to to bring this up you multi hundred million dollar assholes <laughs> yeah um, but cuz one one way or one way or another metallica was was leading that charge yeah um all right so my uh justin i think did you started right started. so you're up next yeah i'll go uh my next one is so i need to preface this with 
the one album that he has created that was decent, um, I have, and I will listen to it on occasion. Okay. Uh, he hasn't done anything since. He's worth like $890 million. Oh, you were texting me about this. Yeah. Dr. Dre. Okay. Dr. Dre. I really, really enjoyed um, his 2001 album. Is it The Chronic? No, no, no. It was 2001. It was the album after The Chronic. Oh, okay. It was the first pirated uh, DVD or CD that I had ever purchased. Oh, good for um, you. I, I had a buddy that uh, got a DVD burn or a CD burner and was selling uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the copies of that for $3 to all the friends. As you should. Absolutely. And, and fucking Lars Ulrich was pissed about it. Absolutely <laughs> was. <laughs> Lars is hiding behind a bush. <laughs> So this was the first like pirated CD that I had ever had. But it, yeah. uh, just to be able to say pirated, it's cool. Yeah. Phenomenal CD. Heard. I'm going to go to, again, Vice as my go-to <laughs> you for know this. Him. Dr. Dre, a one hot album every 22 years and counting average is apparently all it takes to be a rap genius these days. God. What He's if his done. name was Dr. Dale? It probably wouldn't be as cool. It probably wouldn't be as cool. He's worth $890 million. See, those numbers are just, what? just yeah. Well, partially because he created the Beats by Dre, the oh, kind of subpar yes. uh, like headphones that everybody got into that yeah. Bose is 10 times better than, but yeah, because matter. it was no. cool and it's Dr. Dre's thing. And then he sold it to Apple and made, uh, I oh. think it was like a three, $3 billion oh, sure. sale. Jesus so Christ. he made a shit ton of money off of that. But yeah, it, yeah if you three $3 billion sale, even having a piece of that's pretty uh-huh. good. So <laughs> yeah. if, if you ever want to, mm. so Dr. Dre was married or is married. He got married in the nineties. They're going through a divorce. I sent this to Josh. Mm. Um, last night as I was researching this stuff um, mm. because I, I thought it was um, just amazing. Hold on. Let me pull this up. That's what she said. Ooh. <laughs> pull it up. That's what he said. Uh, so Dr. Dre is getting divorced. His estranged wife is asking for $2 million a month uh, in temporary spousal support yes. and $5 million in lawyer's fees. He's complaining about that because he's already paying for all of her expenses. Hmm. He doesn't think that he should pay more than her expenses. When I did the number, $2 million a month is equivalent to one quarter of 1% of Dr. Dre's net worth. Jesus Christ. $2 million is one quarter of one-tenth of percent. <laughs> or one quarter of 1%. You know what? If she's such a bitch and I've got that much money, I would pay her that much to go away. That's the equivalent of somebody being worth $200,000 and saying, here's 750 bucks, go away. Go away. Just go away. At that point, isn't it worth it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, or is it my turn? No, it's your turn. Oh, Travis is the hammer. Oh, very good. Um, one band that I just cannot stand and I don't understand the appeal of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I don't understand oh. why my wife likes them. I, it is the most vanilla type of like soft rock. I know, sort of. I know, and and yet people of of a certain generation go like bonkers over them. Like Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks is like a, like religion. It, I know, it is, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't it. get it either. It's, it's just, I, it's not that I. Maybe I don't hate the music necessarily, but I don't understand the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Do you want to hear what Vice has to say about Fleetwood? Yes, Mac? please. 
a band with a career that's publicly been about cheating on each other, living hard, <laughs> and doing a bunch of drugs. Yet their music always sounds like it's made for 87-year-olds. Yeah. Yes. Well, you 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 live that lifestyle, shouldn't you? Shouldn't it kind of be raw and or yeah, like like the Alanis Morissette, like jagged yes. little pill type, when yes. it's just like raw motion. Like now nah, we're just chilling and having a good time. Like you've done more coke than anyone in the world. Can yep. you get a little edge in your music? Right. Maybe. Yep. Right. Right. All right. Good. <laughs> I I love the Vice. <laughs> So we're going to pretend this one is from Vice, too, but it's not. <laughs> the, the, the whole same, who's the weak link in a band? I love this oh, one. Good. Everyone in Van Halen except Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just leaving it at that. I mean, it goes and talks about the marriage, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah you're right. That's it. <laughs> right. I got to tell you, I do like Sammy Hagar to some degree. but Do you really? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just the old red rocker with the. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't I, hate Hagar like a lot of like Van Halen fans just hate Sammy Hagar. I thought he had some good yeah. songs, but I don't know. Eddie Van Halen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's up? Is that you, Justin? No, we're done. That was two. No, that I was, thought we I, did three. I I haven't done three. Oh shit! I only did two. You want me to just hold on? I'm going to randomly stop on something that Vice did. Oh, please. okay, good. But it's got to be someone like we know. Like, well, there's a yeah, lot of those. I mean, I those. looked at these, and most of them are people we know. All right, I'm gonna. All right, you're scrolling. Oh, there it is. No, go up a little bit. Yeah, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. <laughs> because I originally stopped on the Beatles, and I can't feel good about saying anything that is there. So, or maybe. All you, it says all oh, you hold need. Hold on, hold on. Don't say it yet. <laughs> okay. Because okay. my, my third one is the Beatles. Oh, sweet. It's uh, the Beatles. Uh, yeah. So okay. go ahead and say it. Yeah. The Beastie Boys. Obnoxious, ironic white boys talking <laughs> or taking the hot sound of black America, oh, yeah. whitewashing it, and half acidly farting it back on over to the suburbs. Oh, is that yeah. what a description of Macklemore and Ryan Lewis? Nope, it's the Beastie Boys. If the Beasties came out in 2014, we'd all fucking hate them. <laughs> farting it out of the suburbs? <laughs> yes, farting it back on over the suburbs. Oh, that's that's good stuff. That is good. I'll have the vice See, ready for the. I think it just for. shows that being prepared isn't all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> I was two thirds prepared, so <laughs> I mean, you you came up with that, and you know what? I was all prepared, and I brought a um, an express bobblehead today. <laughs> that you oh, broke. look at that! And poor it thing. broke when I had it in the thing. Yeah, burly, the burly Grimes. The so spitballer. I'm yeah, the spitballer. Yeah, we yep. talked about burly Grimes. Yep. So I'm gonna have to super glue this and bring it back sometime. Maybe that's what I'll do tonight. Is that it? Is that all the bad musicians? I know I said the Beatles, but do we want to get into that? It's a big you paragraph. You talk about the beer. You do you, you, your talk about How the about Beatles. we let Vice speak for my dislike of the Beatles? It would make sense to call the Beatles a boy band, except lyrically they fall pretty far short of One Direction in the world, or One Directions <laughs> of the world. Songs like Hello, Goodbye, She Loves You, and I Want to Hold Your Hand it could have been written by three-year-olds. While Hey Jude sounds like a bunch of dudes smoking pot and jerking each other off while yodeling. It says all you need to about this group that the most famous thing they ever did was walk across the street together. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> they just don't pull any punches on Vice, do they? I, 
you know what? I there is going. To, I need to get Vice to retweet us somehow, or like something with yeah, us. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna work on that. Yeah, you work on that. Let's move on to our douche of the week, guys. Okay. Um, does anyone have anyone they feel strongly about? Because I, I have do. one. Can you want me to start and you no. do the hammer? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Did we talk about John Rocker yet? Oh my God, oh, no! We missed John Rocker. That's a good one. John Rocker. Uh oh. Just, just read his quotes. Hold on. Oh shit. Damn it, Justin, this is not good radio. Oh my God! <laughs> I I turned it off. Oh fuck. Mine is John Rocker. Travis, start for me, please, because I gotta find my John Rocker. Stuff. Brett Bielema. Oh yeah. I don't know the minute details of everything he did in Wisconsin that pissed people off in the comments once he got to Arkansas. But my buddy Troy, I think he said it best. Doesn't he just have the most punchable face you've ever seen? I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, he does. He and does. I saw, I, yeah. I, here, here's what I think the problem was with, with Brett Bielum in in Wisconsin and why people hated him so much. Wisconsin people are by nature, very loyal. They're loyal to their teams. Good point. Okay. Brett Bielema was a nobody when he became the defensive coordinator of of Wisconsin. Barry Alvarez brought him up from Kansas State to be the defensive coordinator. He handpicked Brett Bielema to be his successor. Bielema was handed the reins of, or handed the keys to a Lamborghini, maybe not a Lamborghini, maybe like a Mustang or something, because it's not like Alabama or whatever. It was a... It was a muscle car that he could have driven to multiple Big Ten championships. Maybe a Challenger, Dodge Challenger. Uh, I don't know. They were winning Rose Bowls, though. Right. Regardless, here you are, Brett. You are a nobody. Take the reins. Build on what I did. Go for it. And then he ran to the money. And that kind of thing is not acceptable in, in Wisconsin. That just offended people greatly. And What he did was traded in his Mustang for a brand new Toyota Corolla, hoping that it would be like... Corolla by SEC standards. Right. Yes, right, because he went to Arkansas. He went to Arkansas. He was hoping that he could turn that Toyota Corolla and flip it into like... And then he found out that the recruiting wars really can't be won regardless of who you are. You know what? SEC recruiting and Big Ten recruiting is a little bit different. A little bit different. Uh Uh-huh. Right, exactly. And then do you... You are are not getting... You you're gonna have a hard time keeping your Arkansas kids in state. Oh my god! And 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 what kind of like you are getting the the leftovers? And you're still gonna put out athletes on the field, but the talent pool is so rich, and they are going to go to a set amount of schools. You know what? Arkansas could go to most other conferences and be a top three team. But they oh, there's can't no doubt the about it. There's no doubt about it. There's just so much talent, and they, right? Because because you you have to go play Texas and and Florida and Tennessee and Alabama. Well, not Texas, but but still. oh, I'm sorry, I said Texas. No, yeah, okay. I, yeah, Texas, but but no, no yeah, A&M now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that SEC is just so unbelievable from top to bottom. They are the redheaded stepchild. It doesn't mean they don't have athletes. It doesn't mean they don't have a program. It doesn't mean they don't have one hell of a, 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 a an alumni base mm-hmm. with boosters. But you are, you are not going to win any recruiting war. Brett Bielema or fucking anyone. I, I wonder if Nick Saban can go to Arkansas. Just he, here's here's what they the Brett Bielema example that I'll give. Brett Bielema was a piece of a system. Wisconsin has yep. a system. Okay, sure do. it's like when you sign a like. Do you remember guys? Remember Dion Branch, 
the uh, wide yeah. receiver yeah. for the Patriots, okay, yes. who was part of a system who right. put up big numbers with the Patriots. <laughs> That's he right. signed for massive money with the Seahawks and did nothing because he was part of a system. Yep. Bielema was a cog in a wheel. He yep. wasn't the mastermind of the program. You know what's gonna and be- how about the karma tweet or whatever that his wife put out uh, when they went to Arkansas? I don't remember the exact context, but it was a, a Badger loss in some game shortly after Brett left and, and Brett's wife was oh, a karma tweet. Really? It's going to be really, really awesome to see Illinois in the bottom third of the Big Ten. Yeah, now you're piloting Illinois, yeah. a doormat yeah. for the Big Ten. And do you think I hope Illinois, that Paul, I hope that Paul Chris isn't a big enough man to run it the fuck up absolutely. on Illinois when yeah, he gets absolutely. the chance. Illinois he, he is won't. they are You're probably right. Has been coach central. Lovey Smith, Brett Bielema, who was uh, who was before Lovey Smith? Wasn't he? Uh, um, oh fuck, who was there before Lovey? It was another um, like rewash college football. Oh, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, look that one up. Yeah, I'm not sure, but you you, you kind of you were handed the reins to this program that was running itself. Barry Alvarez had it on the road, running at 65 miles an hour, and you thought, "Now nah, I I can do this somewhere else." Like, no, Brett, you it's can't. It's not you, Brett. It's not. It him. wasn't you. It wasn't him. Right, Ron Zook. From oh, 2005 from, to 2011. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah Ron yeah. Zook was there until 2011. So it wasn't immediately before. Right. Him, right. But they've had so many coaches that. Yeah. No, that's a. That's fuck, a, and a and I, in my coaches. lifetime, I don't remember Illinois football being a strong program. No. No. They've, they've never been. What What's their most famous alumni? Was it Jeff George? Or they had like Simeon Rice and, and guys like uh, that. But. The last coach to go through the um, Dick, Illinois Dick, ranks. Dick Dick Buckus. <laughs> the last coach to go through there with a winning record was John Malkovich. I mean, Makovic. John in, Makovic. Oh, my God. 19, yeah, 1988 to 1991. He was 22-9-1. He probably yeah, went to bad, Texas but, after that. But that, that gets you mid-range bowl games. That's still losing too many games in three seasons. Terrible. Well, well and again, it's not like he's a program builder. No, but, he was there a couple of years. No, I mean, uh, Bielema. Bielema's not, not a program builder either. No. Nobody goes gonna... and says, I want to go play for him. Maybe if they're looking to rail his wife, but. Yeah, yeah, she's a uh-huh, smoke show. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, can I go back to mine now? Yeah, please. Now that I've got my you got information. It back? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Uh, John Rocker. In a story published in, uh, December 27th of 1999 in an issue of Sports Illustrated, uh, he made um, some comments about whether he would ever play for the New York Yankees or the New York Mets. Oh, boy. His quote is as follows. Oh, man. I'd retire first. It's the most hectic, nerve-wracking city. Imagine, imagine having to take the 7 train to the ballpark Looking like you're riding through Beirut, next to some kid with purple hair, next to some queer with AIDS, right next to some dude who just got out of jail for the fourth time, right next to some 20-year-old mom with four kids. It's depressing. The biggest thing I don't like about New York are the foreigners. You can walk an entire block in Times Square and not hear anybody speaking English. Asians and Koreans and Vietnamese and Asians Indians and Koreans. And Koreans yeah, and Indians and Russians and Spanish people and everything up there. How the hell? There. Hold on. How the hell 
did they get in this country? Oh, boy. What? Well, oh, okay, so wait. Just back it up for a second. He He's complaining about 20-year-olds with four kids. 20-year-olds with four kids. And he played where at the time? Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Have you been to Georgia? Yes. <laughs> During the so interview, he also spoke about his opinion on the New York Mets and their fans. Oh, boy. Nowhere else in the country do people spit at you, throw bottles at you, throw quarters at you, throw batteries at you, and say, hey, I did your mother last night. She's a whore. I talked about what degenerates they were, and they proved me right. I think Trevor Lawrence talks about doing your mom. Did you see that with Justin Fields? No. Oh, my God. Well, it's not. It's, it's not that. It didn't happen. It, it, it didn't it's happen, good. but it's it was, good. It's it was good. a thing. Justin, uh, uh, because of the lack of fans in the stands, the um, um, on-field cameras picked up what Justin or what uh, Trevor Lawrence said to Justin Fields yeah. after the game, and he said, "quote I'm still going to be the number one draft pick, and I'm still going to screw your mother." <laughs> that was said. He said, said those words. Yep. Uh, on our break, I'll play the uh, the interview for you because it is fantastic. Please do. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Moving on. So John Rocker. John Rocker is a homophobic, uh, whatever, misogynistic, anti-foreigner. He is a person that genuinely deserves to feel the wrath of hell and fire for all eternity. Hall of Fame candidate? I think I, I would, would like nominate. to I would like to make a motion to nominate John Rocker um, for the Dave Bliss Douche Hall of Fame. I second that. All in all favor? favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? John Rocker has now joined the ranks of Alex Rodriguez, Manny Machado, Grayson Allen, Lance Armstrong, Lawrence Lord Levy, Lord, 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 Lord. Pete Rose, Aubrey Huff, Dave Bliss, and Kellen Winslow Jr. Those are good names, so they really are. That is that is a good list. Especially Lawrence, Lawrence Levy, that monster. Lawrence Levy, that so son of a bitch. That monster. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I went through this, I had to go back and like fast forward through a few episodes because I'm like, did John Rocker get said yet? Because I think he deserves to be yeah, in oh, this I, like top I, ten. I we miss him, right? Yeah, that oh. was a good one. All right, I'll go on to mine. Uh, actually, pretty easy. Roger Clemens. Ooh. Um, and not only not only just for the steroid stuff because he was clearly a, a juicer and and whatnot. It goes back to that one incident with Mike Piazza. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. When the, you know, the, the he saw yeah. he sawed him off. The barrel came to Roy to Rage is what that was, he, and he just Whoa. whipped the barrel of the bat right at Piazza's feet. And Piazza's expression was great. He yeah. he wasn't what even the, pissed. He was just like, "What the fuck? What the hell was that?" Yeah. Right. And you could see Clemens saying. I thought it was the ball. Bullshit, you did. Were you trying to throw the ball at him? What? This is a dodgeball. you throwing the ball there? Fuck off. Come on, dude. Yeah, isn't it so much better just to acknowledge I lost my fucking head and I threw a bat at him? Oh, no, right. I thought it was the ball. I thought it was the ball. This long wooden thing with a spiky end in my hand, I thought it was the ball. I've only been playing this game for 30 years. Right, to immediately go to that, too. Whoops. Hey, if I hit you with it, you're out because we're playing playground rules. Right, and that's that's just why I love Piazza's reaction because just like, (laughs) like, what What did you just do? What was that? Yeah. Roger Clemens. Mm. We got them all? Yes. We got them all. Very good. Um, here's we need a, to take a break. Yeah, why don't we take a little break? Hold on a sec. Go ahead, Justin. We'll take a break. Be right back.
Okay, welcome back. Justin is furiously searching his phone and pretty much out of this podcast at this point. So I'm back. All right, we're going to go on to something we haven't actually talked about, I think, in a, in a, in a couple uh, episodes. It's a historical event that we really want to witness. In a lawn chair, drinking beer. I've just gotten over being told that watching the moon landing wasn't realistic because like going back to some war back in you know before we were all born was somehow realistic you were kind of ridiculed being, for that a little yeah, bit i still haven't gotten are you recovered it. would you like to share yours first i will share mine first yeah i'm okay with that uh, can we is there some you said in a chair with some beer and a cool yeah i mean that, that that's a premise you know real you know if you can bring in a lawn chair and beer some situations you can't. So in 1923, W.H. Murphy and his associates were demonstrating their new lightweight bulletproof vest. Instead of being like this big armored thing, it was an 11-pound vest. So think about that for a minute. So it's not a breastplate. It wasn't a breastplate. It was movable, like somewhat pliable material. Okay. They were first testing this bulletproof vest. The Frederick County Police Department uh, was brought in to witness this. And they, he he literally sat there, W.H. Murphy, put on the vest, and from 10 yards away got shot twice in the chest by his associate to show that this bulletproof vest was workable. Uh Uh-oh. I feel this could almost be a funny death story. No, it's not. Okay. It actually worked. So they, it, you're, uh, the uh, Protective Garment Corporation of New York manufactured a lightweight vest for police use, and they held a live demonstration in D.C. Uh, it took place in the Washington City Police Headquarters. Um, there were investors and salesmen. They were trying to convince that these lightweight bulletproof vests would save lives. So police officers uh, from the Frederick County Police Department stood by and watched as um, W.H. Murphy was shot with a Smith & Wesson Model 10 revolver. Uh, He stood less than 10 feet away and took two, 10 feet, not 10 yards, 10 feet away, took two consecutive 38-round slugs straight to the chest. And an eyewitness claims he didn't bat an eye in both cases. Uh, later, he gave those deflective thirty-eight bullets to police officers on scene um, as a souvenir. So they were going and showing instead of these big, huge, armored um, plates, and it was um, uh, the bulletproof vest was becoming an uh, an interesting possibility for law enforcement agencies during the twenties and thirties as the Great Depression saw um, armed crime levels spike oh, yeah. and gangsters rise to prominence. Um, officers didn't versus Tommy guns. Right. They didn't carry or they didn't have bulletproof material sure. on them at all. So this was the very first time that they, you know, the, and we see it now with um, uh, second chance when they go around Kevlar and, show, and, and Kevlar yeah. and all of that get shown, you know, getting shot in the chest with it. But this was the first time an actual demonstration happened. Cool. I want to be cool. in the lawn chair, sitting there drinking the beer, like, ha, this guy's going to get shot in the chest. Yes, <laughs> I want to watch this. <laughs> Ain't no way this is going to work. He, right. he says he's going to be okay. Bullshit. Let's watch this. Yeah, that's a that's a definite lawn chair and beer operation. No that's doubt. That's good, yeah. Um, I want to watch the crash at Roswell, no matter what it was. Okay. All right. 
Because <laughs> we all know what you're it was. Our, you're our conspiracy theorist. What was it? Well, it was an alien spacecraft. We all know that. We all know that. We are all aware. We're, are, we're, right. Weather balloon. Sure. I want to sit right there in a lawn chair, watch it come crashing down to uh, Earth. I want to see uh, the little gray bodies fall out of it. Yeah. And I want to see the military response when they finally find out what it was. The swarming mm. of all of them. I think that would be great. Mm. And I know you guys are in agreement with this. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Yep. All right, Travis, go ahead. <laughs> the capture and shooting of John Wilkes Booth. Boring. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you twelve awful. Anybody come up with the name of the guy that shot John Wilkes Booth? Oh, hold on. Hold on. No, I'm not going to come up with it. Ghost of Abraham Lincoln. His name was Boston Corbett. Boston was under orders, as were all of the people who had surrounded the Garrett Farm outbuilding, and there was a surrender of one of the co-conspirators, and they they do want to take him alive for a lot of really good reasons. Um, But uh, whether he was taken alive or not, they actually started the place on fire, too, at one point to, (laughs) to get him out, but... I guess you figure. Well, that's a good idea. I, you know what? <laughs> that's probably before tear gas and yeah. no sprays. So, um, Boston Corbett, um, he said he fired a booth because a fugitive raised his pistol to shoot. Congress, re- Congress report to Stanton that Corbett shot Booth without order, pretext, or excuse. Um, he had recommended mm. that Corbett be punished for disobedience. Bain orders. Now, this is the interesting part. Number one, just watching that event would just be in and of itself mm-hmm. amazing, right? Sure. But Boston Corbett, great name too, yes, right? Yes, it is. Oh, Dad, yeah. You're not going to remember it. So I had always been of the belief that what I'm about to read had happened after the shooting and in his retirement days. Oh, no, no, no. In 1858, seven years before this incident, his rash tendencies had started to exhibit. <laughs> One day, while he was ministering in the summer of 1858, very religious, very pious fella, Corbett, Corbett was ogled. Is that how you say it? O-G-L-E-D? Or ogled. Ogled. Yeah, Both see, are acceptable. I've never been ogled, so I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. I wouldn't mind being ogled, but... Justin is ogling you right now. Corbett was ogled by a pair of prostitutes. <laughs> and the lower half of his body responded... Invitingly. What? <laughs> he went home. That's an erection. Oh. Took a pair of scissors. No. Snipped an incision under his scrotum. What? And removed his testicles, then headed out to a prayer meeting. Where is this? I had heard going? that that is verified. This is no, this is something that's out there and all reputable, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's what he did. And people knew that he did that. And he was always a crazy bastard soldier. And so who was one of like 20 people to get John Wilkes Booth? Yeah, the craziest bastard so in the entire Union So who do you send Union to Army. go get him? Who do you send to get him, right? Who has a rifle? So um, he wasn't, you know. Oh so that was, um, um, so he, um, do you remember balls. anybody, um, Booth's last words? Um, uh, six Semper Terranus. Well, that was what he said at the theater. Yeah. But not his last words. Oh, no, I don't he know. He was shot, and um, he was lying, dying. <laughs> words, not you, after a couple. <laughs> he couldn't move his legs. He, he had been paralyzed oh. by the shot. And he uttered the words, useless, comma, useless. 
Hmm. That would all be true if, if he had been shot. Booth actually escaped to the south where he lived on a plantation as a wealthy man. When did he hook up with the Roswell <laughs> people? I mean, we're talking about 100 years different, right? Roswell was 50s? Yes. Am I in the, yeah. You know, 18, I mean, 90 years later? I didn't make the Roswell connection, but it's funny you did. You know what? You know what? You know what the you know what the kicker is, Jay Dork. I think you believe this Roswell stuff. I think that you throw this out as a little bit humorous slapstock, but I think that you believe this landing happened and that it was about a fifty thousand person conspiracy that would have landing. had to have been involved crash. to keep it hot. It was a crash, not a landing. Right, right. I know. I know. Although Roswell's economy has depended on it for the last. There may be life out in the universe outside of here. It did not crash at Roswell, New Mexico. And I'm not going to say that because, boy, you're you're awful... you're awful egotistical as a a nation or or a globe to say there's no life out there. Right. But, my word, I'm not buying Roswell. (laughs) But... Oh, boy. All right. So that's what you want to witness. Never thought the Cubs would win a World Series either. That's true. So, you never know. It's true. Never know. I never thought, you know, Tom Brady would be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So maybe Roswell did happen. The Absolutely. Cleveland Browns made the playoffs again. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And, the, and then they got COVID. <laughs> They've had COVID for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. The Browns started their COVID in about 1992. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, all all right. right. How about so, a funny death story? Funny death. All right. Who's got it? I can start. Okay. 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 <clears throat> a convicted murderer, Michael Anderson Godwin, 28. You know they're a murderer when the middle name is used. Yep. Right. Good point. He was um, convicted and sent to the electric chair. A last-minute... Pardon? Not, not a... Not, Reprieve? Right. He, he wasn't... They weren't going to kill him. I, maybe they were just going to live in prison forever. Whatever. You want to comment were, on the poor as this goes, Coach? Yeah, you we'll actually, we'll discuss this for a second. It's it's good form. Um, your head is not forming very well though, so you still got to get a little bit watch of head in tilt, there. Watch this tilt. Watch what I do here. Look at that. Oh. All motor functions in. Hold on, hold on. Set it down. Let it sit for a second. That's a good pour. That's a good pour. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, a good, good pour. pour. I'm sorry, Jay Dork. What were you saying? Not a problem. After his sentence was commuted or whatever, he wasn't going to be killed in the electric chair. He was sitting on his metal <laughs> toilet in his cell. He had a pair of headphones uh, that was on. It was not functioning. It was connected to a television set. Oh, no. He attempted to fix his headphones by biting through a wire. Oh, no. It short-circuited. He electrocuted himself on his toilet in his jail cell. Is this verified in what year? Los Angeles Times. 1989. What, in what state and stuff? Uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, they kill people there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, he man. He electrocuted himself by biting through his headphone that wires. That is an amazing story. Right. He was saved from the electric chair. However, the universe said, no. <laughs> you will get electrocuted on So do chair. you have a conspiracy theory about who Jesus gave him the headphones? The wheel on that one. <laughs> no, that was actually yeah, just... Yeah, it was that the was, aliens from Roswell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just karma. God, yeah. My uh, my death occurred uh, November twenty eighth, two thousand nine. However, they didn't realize it was a death until twenty nineteen. Oh, 
Larry Eli Mario Mancata. Well, there's four names there. He was a 25-year-old supermarket employee in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in November of 2009. His parents last saw him on November 28th, and I'm I'm going to spliced together some of my own research and a Washington Post article. Um, last saw him on November 28, 2009, when he was running out of their house in Council Bluffs, Iowa, barefoot in the middle of a snowstorm. Weird. He had been having some what they called mental health issues, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reported him missing. Nobody had seen him. Uh, he worked at a local supermarket, um, so they checked there and didn't find them so they put out whatever alerts they needed to never found them so it became a cold case uh so he went tee cold case so um he went running essentially they uh couldn't find him until workers arrived at the now vacant no frills supermarket store in january of 2019 the grocery store where Mario Mancata worked before he went missing shuttered in 2016, and a contractor had been called to remove its shelving units and coolers, police said in a statement on Monday. In the roughly 18-inch gap between the wall and the coolers, so a fat ass like myself couldn't fit into that, the workers made a grisly discovery, uh, a decaying a body. grisly discovery. Yep. This is the first time in my career I've seen a body in this type of condition. <laughs> said the detective assigned to the case. Oh. <laughs> Though the body was too badly uh, decomposed for visual identification, they thought it would be him based on the clothes. They did some DNA, and uh, they confirmed it was him. The supermarket's former employees told police that they often climbed on top of the coolers into an area used mostly for storage. Um, he went to the store after leaving his house and scaled the coolers before in, before falling 12 feet into the space between the units oh. and the wall. He said unit. Yeah. <laughs> the coolers made so much noise that Mario Mancada's cries for help were probably muffled. Oh. Quote, it's so loud there's probably no way anyone heard him. Oh. There was no signs of trauma. It was listed as an accidental death. Ten years? Ten years. And he was back there for seven years while this grocery store was uh, operating. How did the I, smell? There, I, You know what? I've had the privilege of smelling decaying bodies before. And I know that six months will create a smell in which... You can't get away from that. Yeah, even the Vaseline doesn't help sometimes. No. Yeah. Like, you you have to be in full, like, scuba gear. Right. To be able to get through. Uh, How he, did they... In a grocery store. In a grocery store. <laughs> I've, smelled, I, I, I've smelled rotten potatoes before, like, at the bottom of a table in the produce department. Sure. and you. But you throw those away, and the smell goes away. The smell didn't go away. But Council, they, Council Bluffs, you say. Council Bluff, Iowa. So if you're ever in a road Not trip, Florida. I, I probably wouldn't go to Council Bluffs, Iowa, in any of their grocery stores because they probably have dead people behind their their coolers. Or they got scared straight and now they're hypersensitive to it. Could be. <laughs> it could be, But too. If, if they didn't sense the decaying body back there before, it how can they... fucking Iowa. I wasn't going to say it before, but it's Iowa. It's Iowa. Okay? Oh, it's Iowa. Jesus. It's, it's top five of... Yeah, that definitely happened there. Oh, all oh, right. Man. That, Next. That is grisly, by the way. 
Travis. A uh, rugby a rugby player named Gareth. Gareth doesn't uh, garner a last name. He was 22, and he was a bit wobbly after a pub crawl. Oh, Shocking. No way. His flat, that's an apartment to us Americans, was filled with men and women when he pulled down his pants and waddled over the window shouting, Who wants some of this? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> a, a friend grabbed him before he could fall out the window. Oh, good for him. In the morning. However. They awoke from their drunken stupor. Gareth admitted it was a pretty stupid thing to do. But as the day went on, the drink started to flow, and that very next night, with his blood alcohol level at four times the legal limit, oh, I don't Jesus. know what legal is over there, so that's cutting some birch. We're going to say It some... could be as low as three. Yep. The very next night, with his blood alcohol at a really high limit, regardless of what country you live in. Oh, it says just short of a lethal intoxication. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yep, Gareth, Gareth is doing it right. Now, he's a rugby guy, so it affects you only like half as much, but still. He yeah. pulled his pants down. Apparently, this is just what he did. Oh, he pulled his pants down again, waddled open to the open window, and didn't change a bit. Who wants some of this? <laughs> Nobody was near him to grab him, a friend told the coroner's court. <laughs> <laughs> He bent forward and went out the window, hands flailing. He was, not that he's going to live anyway, but what happened to Gareth? He was impaled on a spike fence. Oh! Oh, Jesus. Oh! I feel it's how Gareth would want to go. You know what? You know, so they do the notification and stuff like that, and at some point you got to tell the family, and... What? So you know, so so you so you sit down and you you've got the you've got a chaplain and you've got the best wordsmith on your police department and they want to minimize it, but you can't lie either. You have to eventually say he was. It looks like he was exposing his his genitals and he was making some comments, <laughs> and it was nobody's fault. I mean, they had they did what they could, and and he fell naked and he impaled him impaled himself on a fence. What, and, what? And, and, but the family is like. That's that would. Can you sugarcoat that? Would that would be at Gareth. All? I I don't can you, know. Can you say like he was creating an exhibition in front of the window and he fell was, out? He was. Like, he, do you sugarcoat that at all, or do you say like no? He was wasted. He whipped out his dinghy. Said, "Who wants some of I, this?" And fell backward. I don't know. I I, I, of, I go the other way because I, I I really think you have to go with the here's what you here's what you have because the other side is. If you don't tell the truth, you're going to have parents to say, yeah, he was pushed out and it's a homicide. Oh, yeah. True. You need to get those 10 people say, yeah, he did it the night before. I've seen that dink he- more than I care to see it. <laughs> and the guy was an idiot. I, 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 I don't wish he was dead, but this fucker was dead. Bound and determined to kill himself. What, what, about I, I the, what about the nice couple walking down the street and there all There are people sudden- that Gareth, I mean, Gareth. Yeah, you know, I mean, they saw him go out, so they ran down right away and whatever emergency services. It's 04 in Wales, so they're not a third world country. They got ambulances right. and stuff. How do you? And and that's the the thing. When do you yank them off the spikes, and when do you just throw the tape around <laughs> it and call them dead? Off? You know, <laughs> he was asking to get yanked off before he fell. Nice, solid. I think the best part is like two nights in a in a row. Oh, he went yeah. to his go his go to line. Who wants some of this? <laughs> just the exact same line. Who wants I, some of this? You know, I would have switched things up a little bit. If I had a near death experience the first night, yeah. I would have been like. 
I, yeah, I would have changed up. Well, and he I admitted that it was a bad idea. It was, yeah. It, 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 but yeah, it, it, it's the same day. I mean, he was probably did it at like four in the morning on one night. He, he wakes up to probably noon, one o'clock. He, 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 you know, throws a beer down. He, he's got, you know, he's from Wales. That's what they do over there. You know, bite the dog, the bitcher, or whatever the yeah. hell they say. I don't know that saying, but I've participated in that. How do you cure hangover? Throw a couple down. And Jesus. Gareth, at his age, 22, he had decades of drinking ahead of him and yeah. he just pissed it away More he pissed shame. it away he could have i mean that's a sweet ass name too gareth, gareth. oh yeah. yeah i hope i'm pronouncing right how else do you very, pronounce no, it? Like, anybody, anybody got an anybody got a welsh accent gareth what would you know i think they just have a str- string of consonants in their gareth. language it's really a bizarre language well but you know what gareth yeah yeah do you know what else is bizarre what? Oh boy! Uh, we'll just go skip past it. Yeah, What's next? Probably best. Good. Uh, we're actually getting kind of close here. Yeah. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. There you go. That's what she said. Mine's weak. I'm gonna start. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I just <laughs> you're not much of a marketer. <laughs> That's what my mom said. <laughs> um, I, you know, you see a guy dribbling down the court. This is one of the best ball handlers in the league. <laughs> Solid. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's what she said. Justin. Uh, he really took that one on the chin. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. Cricket announcer. He's out there with a sticky wicket. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fantastic. Do they really say that in cricket? Yeah, they do. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Yes, I did do some research on that, oh, and I did not come mm-hmm. up with. I don't come up with most shit of my own, but yeah, that was a uh, that was a researched topic for sexual sports euphemisms that came up. <laughs> well done. Thank Good. you. Well, we're Gruber. 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 Yep. Gruber. Wow. Oh no, it's a different thing. No. Can uh, I start Gruber? Yeah. Do we want to? Is that where we're at? Yeah, we are. Do and we then we're at the beer, and yeah, we want to preface this a little bit, just for our somebody our, else. One call. That's all. Yeah, I think that's all we need at Travis. this point for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. The longest flight in the world is as follows: Singapore to Newark. It's eighteen hours and thirty minutes. Singapore Airlines, Airbus A350, and I'm airplane nerd, so it made me do some research on that. 9,535 miles. I'm in a middle row. Now, this is a wide-bodied, um, this is a wide-bodied airplane, so you have like three, three, four, and three, so whatever. I'm in the middle of the middle, all sections, I'm in, and I'm in coach. <laughs> the person to my right is an enormously huge man who asks me if he can have my food too when it's served. (laughs) The person to my life, to to my left, is a very talkative life coach who wants to know a lot about me and gives unsolicited advice on how I can make my life better. And all 105 pounds of her, I find myself sucking in my gut. (laughs) And then I'm thinking, well, I look a little bit better than the guy to my right. This is who she should be talking to because I'm... Anyway, uh, she in front of me. It's a baby, two month old baby. Yes, oh, no, no, no baby has any business on an airplane. Now this is Newark to Singapore. What are you taking your American baby fire? American, 
too old. So I'm at the point, of course, the baby's crying and the mom and dad think it's cute and you really can't prevent it. I get that. But I'm ready to pop a Benadryl and, and shove it down the baby's throat <laughs> because yes. it would work yeah. on small enough dose to shut, yes. the, shut the kid up. I'm going to just picture the dad. He's got one of these front, you know, like, what do you call it? Baby Bjorn. What do you call them? Baby Bjorns. Baby Bjorns, but there's a papoose, right? Oh, the a papoose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this, yeah, this like guy the, that's yeah. lost every bit of his masculinity, and he just he's, thinks he's given up. And yeah. he thinks all 400 of the airplane loves their little baby with a uh, fucked up name. Because you know the kid's got a fucked up name, too. Apple. And then behind me, I've got a nine-year-old kicking my kicking seat. Kicking your seat. Yep. And that nine-year-old's got two parents that don't care. So it starts out, I don't want to cause a problem, I don't do anything, and then after about the fifth kick, I give the kind of the, hey, you know, the look, <laughs> and they're still talking to him, and I'm like, what, what do I say? You know, shut the fucking kid up. So I am surrounded by every worst thing that can happen to you on an airplane, and I would rather do that than listen to David Gruber. Oof. Add some flatulence into that, and well, there's so many other things that can come with. Yeah, it. Well, and the mom in, in, in front of you with hours. the long hair that's yeah. blocking your screen. Yeah, there are innumerable things. I'm oh. just talking about my yeah. little sphere of my four immediate. You know, and then you're you have to piss, help. and you get up, and you're gonna have a sleeping person, and they're gonna be pissed. And <sighs> you know, don't fly, don't fly to fucking Singapore. There's an answer. Yeah, don't do it. Good. Yep. Because you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to fly anywhere. Right. You know, it was, it was kind of funny because the longest flight I've ever had was nine hours and 15 minutes, and that was Amsterdam to Chicago. Oh. That's I, that's not bad, right? Double that? It's pretty bad. Uh, I nine guess, hours is but, a long time. Huh? Nine hours is a long time. Yeah. That was, yeah, 18 hours and 30 minutes. Who's doing that? Oh. You, are in a, you are almost a day in a goddamn airplane, yeah. and that does not count your boarding, onboarding, any oh. overdue. You are literally in the air. It talks about their, shows some about their efficiency and whatnot. That's amazing. So they don't have to, like, stop to refuel on those. Well, flights. they don't they refuel on that, and they have two, and they have two, ca- they have two crews, you know. Wow. And, Gross. Oh, yeah. Just that, yuck. Justin, go ahead and. I would rather spend all eternity at Hotel Hell, which is co-owned by Dwight Schrute and the Devil, in which Dwight Dwight Schrute makes $80,000 a year. I would rather have him be in charge of my eternal uh, stay at a bed and breakfast than listen to one call that's Oh, nice. That was very existential. Good. That was Um, very good. I'm, I'll keep it simple. I'm going to wrap my junk in nettles and poison ivy and sit through a day-night doubleheader. No. I mean, then, I think we all <laughs> recognize that. And yeah. as much as my airplane thing could be a problem, that would not be nearly as bad as what you just said. <laughs> because I'm going to get off my airplane with my wiener intact and not itchy. <laughs> all right, you gentlemen. Know you know what's funny? No. On my list here of yeah. things to talk about, the next thing that I have written down is Josh's mom balances my junk on her face. What is that? Maybe maybe that would be an express promotion. You ever think of that? <laughs> that, that that's, that's we could have, have your mom and see how many junk she you know, can balance we on can, her face. We can take a really hard look at Eau Claire City ordinances and try hard. to find a loophole. You know, hard if it's done in an artistic way... <laughs> It's usually artistic. Uh, never mind. Oh, that's it. 
Anyway, rate the beer. <laughs> Let's rate the beer. Just uh, Travis, this is your beer. Would you like to start tonight? I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's a single. It, it, oh. it, the, the beer itself goes down smooth, double-ish, but you can't do that. It, it's still a solid line drive signal and no more than that. It's a 5-2, it's a but I'm not tasting any of the bite. I don't get the... I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's a it's a pilsner, which yeah, I think I don't know. It's we haven't a, it's had a, a single. Pilsner. I like it. Um, maybe I'm just phased by the whole light color, and I'm just thinking, yeah, it's goddamn Miller Light, and who the hell drinks light beer, right? But it's got more taste than that. It goes down smooth. I want to emphasize that, and it's crisp. I don't like the word crisp. It's one of the words I don't like, mm. but it is crisp. And um, I think you could drink a bunch of these. Oh, yeah. But there's not yeah. quite enough flavor to keep me interested to drink a bunch. You know, so this, Single, this is that's where I'm at. You know, if you're in one of those moods where you're gonna, you know, pile back a twelve pack of bush light, you could probably pile back a twelve pack of this and be fine with I'm it. Not, I'm not so sure you can't. You know, it's uh it's it's good. And I maybe it's you don't drink many pilsners. Right? No. And that's the thing. You know, this is our first pilsner. It sounds cool, but does anybody really know what a pilsner is? Every you know, hey, most people yeah, drank they, them. They don't even know what the hell they're drinking. Well, if you drink, if if you know a little bit, I think you think Pilsner is a light beer. Like a, because Miller Lite, I think, is a Pilsner, right? So I, Oh, I, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so here here's mine. It's a single by the pitcher. Because when you first pour it, when it first comes up to bat, you don't expect much. I, I like where you're going. Yeah. And all of a That's sudden. really good. Then the pitcher yeah. gets a hit and you're like. Holy shit. But the pitcher didn't get a home run. No, not a home run. Pitcher hit a single. Pitcher hit a single. Pitcher hit a line single? A line single. Not a a bleeder or anything. No, it's a line single by the pitcher, and you go... Hell yeah! Did he look good in the plate, or was did he kind of reach? No, he actually no, 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 no. He put a good, good he put a good swing on. Okay, it. He, he he got a like they grooved one right down the middle. So for we're him not because they looked at the beer and they went, "That's pale as." See, hell we're and, really really similar because yeah. the look and this is kind of the psych, psychological thing. You put some different color on that, and if it tastes exactly the same, I probably more, like yeah, it better. If it's got the more caramely <laughs> malty color, then yeah, because yeah, when you when we first poured it, I'm like, well, this is gonna suck. Yep. But but it didn't. Like when a pitcher walks up, you're like, well, this is gonna be awful. And he lines one to you had the analogy of yep. the day, coach. There, I was just reading some. What's the difference between a pilsner and a lager? And one of the things that they say about pilsners are their um, um, thirst quenching. Thirst, it's more thirst quenching. Oh, I, than yeah, anything. I could see that. I could see that. And, and I will sure. say that I was thirsty when I got here, and my first beer went with about two sips just because I was thirsty. And it was a perfect fit for that. Yeah, there's yep. no. Yep. No, I, I like I'm going to call this a, a single as well. Again, I would drink this over Miller Lite, over Bush Light, over any yes. of those light yes. beers. Yes. Um, again, it's not like the full body and flavor that you would see from an IPA or anything else like that. Um, so I can't give it like a home run or anything because I would imagine no. that this isn't very difficult to brew. But I I would drink this as opposed to any of the light beers that are in my repertoire any day. That's a day. that's a pretty that's a pretty good yeah. Yeah, yep. I like that. Um, all right, gentlemen, okay. we're at the end. Hey. Uh, good talking, episode. everybody. Absolutely. It was um, really good to do this to escape for a couple of hours. Uh, yeah, it really did because 
God knows we need it. Again, everyone, if you yep. need help, ask yep. for help. Do not Reach be afraid out, to ask Talk for to Reach somebody. Out. Call somebody. Fuck, call me. Send a message to the email. I will give you a call back. Do something. Just reach out to anyone. Yep. 100%. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, everyone. Take care.